good evening. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the show. January 3rd, 2021. Oh, yeah. It brings me great joy to read you today's date, January 3rd, 2021. The year is over. The year from hell is over. And here we are in 2021. Good evening to you. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and you're tuned in to a live taping of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And I would like to find out where you are from here tonight. Would you please tell me in our Discord chat right now where you're from, what server you're from, and we will do it in what we call the Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it right now. What's up? Welcome into the show. Data Systems Technical Chief, your first of Server 27. Welcome into the show. Lord Farquaad causing trouble and being told off by the Galaxy Police on European Server 147. Swagger on Server 20. Welcome. Buzzer on 147. Debt Dealer on 15. Welcome. Vagabond on 10. Jaybird on 32. Scalyback on 193. Twab on 22. El Chipo. 196. Welcome into the show. Truck and Chick on 26. Welcome. Appreciate you being here. Spannon on server 8. Haven on 27. Lube on 135. Welcome in to the show. Appreciate it. Hudson says Happy New Year from 146. Infinite Key joining us on server 9. Medieval Knight on 13. Razik on 15. Dirty Snowman on 37. Welcome into the show. Predator on server 19. Dirty Bird 15 in the house. Dr. Link is on server 14. Wilfer on server 31. Home of the Destroyer, he says. Deuce is Wild on server 17. Appreciate you being here. Battle Droid on 13. Welcome to the show. NC on server 9. Kirko 145. And US server 57. Welcome. Quack Fu. Glory B to server 31. NCC on 16. Not my game name. Welcome into the show on server 16. Appreciate you being here. Ignacio on 27. Slaughterer on 34. Sliver Surfer 133. Remus Server, server 14 saying, hey now. What's up, Boaz? Arian on 30. Blokemon on 13. Hydra on 32. Scalyback says, happy 2021. Sobek says, server 24. Suck it, 2020. That's right. <laughs> Commander Taylor, welcome in from the abandoned 192. Buzzer. <laughs> Buzzer on 147. Appreciate you being here. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into the show. Nick Burns on 25. Captain Planets on 167. Iron Chef on 14. Steven Zarin on 129. Zakara 136. Webby on 33. Predator on server 19. Prater 5. Welcome on server 152. And Hani, welcome back, server 18. And Hani, uh, your mics are all potted up. And Hani sent me a private message today and said, hey, man. I have been, like, legit busy with real life. I've been out of the game. Uh, and, honey, welcome back. It's been a couple of months, you said. You've been out of the game for about two or three months because of some crazy work schedule you had going on, right? Like, you've been they, – they literally – they tied you up, they put you in a closet, and they said, work for four months in a row. Right, and Honey says since the election started, and uh, and Honey, what do you do? Are you an election? Are you an election official? You work. Uh, you work with the the vote counting and all that stuff. Yes. So he has been quite busy, as you can imagine, with uh, in the United States with the electoral college meeting very very soon to uh, cast their votes, certify the vote for President-elect Joe Biden. So he has been super busy down in the controversial state of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and honey, I wouldn't have told people where you were from. I know you told me. I intentionally wasn't going to say it 
But since you type it in chat, he is in the controversial state of Georgia and uh, has been keeping very, very busy down there, as you can only imagine. I, You know what, and honey, I'd love to talk to you off the air and just... I bet I bet you have horror stories. I bet you could tell us like the just some things that would blow our mind about about the election counting process, about the vote counting process. I bet I bet it just it it was a harrowing experience. Uh good evening everybody. Welcome into the show. Wham and honey says don't get me started. Oh god. I don't know if I you know what on second thought I don't even know if I want to know. I do not want you to undermine my belief in the democratic process and honey it would scare me too much. Um, wham, good evening to you. Welcome to the show. You posting pictures of four and $5,000 gaming chairs uh, in our Discord right now. <laughs> yeah. Those are, that, is, that one is like the coolest one so far, for sure. Yeah, so, the Scorpion. Yeah. So, so what does this do uh, aside from, I mean, is it just like a super comfy chair with monitors and keyboard stuff, or does it do something? Like, it better like it make It just me... reclines backwards. It just reclines backward and puts your feet literally above your head. So do those, your, the do those go up feet are facing the ceiling? Do those like scorpion feet, like the spider feet, do they work so like I don't have to stand up? Like I can like move forward, like there's a joystick, so the scorpion will move me across the room to get like, you know, another soda or a beer or something like that? No, uh, the first one I post actually does have wheels. Ah, you can okay. drive around with it. <laughs> Blokemon says it's not a mech, sadly, uh, but uh, there is one that uh, that will let you move around. I, that's what I want. That is the ultimate level of laziness right there uh, is what I want. Good evening. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, a lot of stuff to get to tonight, as you saw in the episode description, so we shall dive right in as we do every single episode. We must check in with the news headlines from around the world, live from the Talking Trek News Studios. It is time for the Stupid News. Stupid news! 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 It is time for the news, ladies and gentlemen. What is happening so far in the year 2021? Thank you, Steve. A new study published in the journal Psychopharmacology found that cocaine use, ladies and gentlemen, leads to unsafe sex. This study took a took a little while to conduct. There were a lot of long lines. <laughs> a new study also finds. <laughs> thank you. A new study also finds that your brain activity and emotions can change depending on what kind of music you're listening to. Uh, seriously, though, I, I, I kind of love how they blame Pink Floyd, right, for changing your brain activity, but not the weed you're smoking while you're listening to it. Like that one doesn't make sense to me. All right, no, it's definitely the music. It has nothing to do with all these drugs. Uh, Yes, they found that people who listen to dance music, for example, uh, have upbeat brain activity, while people who listen to Kesha have no brain activity at all. So, uh, learning stuff there. The chairman, (laughs) the chairman at Harvard's Department of Astrology says that a real live alien visited the United States back in 2017 and more are coming. Apparently, Trump deported the first one, but but they plan on returning once Biden gets sworn in. That's what they said. Dude's legit. Yeah, look at that. Coming back. Coming back in 2021. Scientists in England say antidepressant use has soared in the country during the past year. People are blaming the coronavirus, of course. But you got to remember, listen, uh, they play a ton of Adele on the radio over there. Okay? I'm just saying there could be outside influences. All right? It's a real thing. 
Ah, yes, Adele. A wild video of two men base jumping from a rooftop bar in Nashville, Tennessee has gone viral. Most people uh, didn't actually realize they had parachutes. They just thought they were Titans fans. <laughs> oh, God. Gregor, I, I don't even want to read the rest of these. These are so bad. I, I worked very quickly tonight. I worked very, very quickly this evening. Here, let me try this one. Lori Laughlin's daughter, Olivia Jane, says she wants to keep the vibes good in the year 2021. You can't, yeah, you can't blame her. Everybody, everybody is trying to keep positive vibes for 2021. Um, she says she's doing it because uh, she says 2020 just didn't make the grade. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I, that was actually a funny one. You didn't like that one, Gregor? You know who Olivia Jade is, right? Where did you go? Thank you. Appreciate it, Zach. All right. Uh, Pamela Anderson, also in the news, <laughs> is asking Americans. I'm no, uh, listen, this is a real thing. Pam Anderson is asking Americans to help her petition, uh, petition the government to pardon WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange for leaking classified government information. Pam, Pam is on her knees. And also, Asking people to petition the government. Oh, it's been a crazy couple of years for Pam, hasn't it? She was forced to... Did you know? Gregor, did you know that Pam Anderson had a steakhouse? I didn't even know this. She had a steakhouse that was open. She was running it. Apparently, nobody wanted to eat there. Everyone said, why Why would we want to go to a, to a steakhouse when they also have crabs? <laughs> All right, fine. Nobody's digging this tonight. Uh, here, I'll finish with this one. CBS announcer Tony Romo was forced to miss today's game between the Cardinals and the Rams because of coronavirus protocols. Apparently, uh, <laughs> so apparently the Cardinals' defense skipped the game too. So there was that. All right, fine. Good God. I thought this was good. I mean, it really, I thought it was good. Your mics are potted up. Why y'all being so quiet? Gregor, you're supposed to have my back on this stuff. Like, seriously. Uh, I just got on like the last 30 seconds, but so, uh, so, I heard the joke about the Cardinals <laughs> and I'm offended, but uh, it's fine. Yeah, that's Whatever. Right. You would be, wouldn't you? Whatever. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I don't Cardinals, even care. At least the Cardinals defense showed it. wasn't their offense that showed up. Oh, well, okay. I actually, you know, yeah, I looked at the score. It was a very low-scoring game, so, yeah, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Guys, we got a lot to get to tonight. Uh, an absolute ton to get to because uh, I, I even wrote the show's promotional points here, and uh, and let's just let's just get on with it, okay? Because we've got we've got some stuff that I want to do coming up towards the end of the show. I want to revisit and uh, Snake Eyes. He says taking applications for 2021 for joke writers who must actually be funny. Listen, my jokes are fine. Okay, my jokes are great. I ser- no, they're good. Mm. That's your best joke yet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, introducing into the game after two years, two years of gathering dust on a shelf somewhere, two, years of, two years of hiding out in some Klingon brothel in a constant haze of blood, wine, and gah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kiron finally makes it into the game after two years. Star Trek Fleet Command welcomes officer from the Blood and Honor 
group, uh, Officer Curon. Now, you know what's really funny here? A couple of you guys not really digging it, right? Look, look here at the chat. Look here at the chat. Um, let's see. Commander Taylor says, let him eat dust. Let him stay in the closet. Okay. Lord Friendzone says, Klingon brothel. They're finally releasing Ultimate DJ's officer into the game. Uh, Truck and Chick says... He just wants to see everybody's manager. Truck and Chick says, all the fanfare for a crappy officer. Karkin says, he's the only member, Wham, you call him. You don't call him Blood and Honor. You call him the Helmet Crew, right? That's what you've always called him. The only member of the Helmet Crew who couldn't find his helmet. Welcome to the game. Correct. Officer Curon. Uh, folks, so here, I want to I go over this real quick. Truck and Chicks also all says all the fanfare for a crappy officer. I disagree. I disagree. I, uh, I did this video on this officer yesterday uh, during, uh, during the auction. As a matter of fact, we rushed to get that thing out. Uh, we rushed to get that video. No, Tequila says people were also excited over Roe Mud. If you'll recall, Tequila, this guy wasn't. Okay. Now listen, I'm no officer expert. Okay. I definitely don't claim that. All right. But I am a super mathematical guy. All right. And I like to look, I like to look at math. I like to look at actual benefits. You know, for example, we, we thought George O, Gregor, remember Ripper, Ripper, by the way, good evening, Ripper. Welcome to the show. We talked about George O's captain's ability and how we thought based on the tooltip in the game, we thought she could be pretty awesome. But what was our warning? Our warning was, hey, we don't really know yet. Some testing is indeed necessary, okay? Because maybe, maybe she's written like she could be really good, but it's going to depend on how they actually did the math. Right, Ripper? That's what we've always talked about. It depends on how they actually implement this officer. In what spot in the order of operations did Giorgio come in? All right. And uh, you're right, comic. There's two. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, Yanog is another one, right? Isn't he the uh, Yanog is the Federation, the anti-Federation officer. He also doesn't have a helmet. Wham. I didn't. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. And uh, Romulan, anti-Romulan. Sorry. Thank you, Jay Berg. So, and, and you know, there you go. Okay. Jay Berg, not, not an officer expert. All right. But when I see stuff, when I look at things and I see some really cool things, then, you know, I want to share that stuff with you. And that's what we did yesterday, okay? So uh, shout out Snake Eyes and the uh, rest of the content creator team. Uh, we got together. We, uh, we put together some data. We put together some test footage, and we were able to show uh, most of the ships that we wanted to show. Now, there were a couple of ships we didn't get to, and golly, the video was long enough, okay? Um, the, <laughs> the video was almost 30 minutes long, and we didn't even get to two of the ships that I wanted to test. All right, but uh, I want to I want to counter this truck and chick. Let me ask you, why do you feel that Curon is a crappy officer? Because the, the and the reason that I want to ask, all right, is because after looking at his actual ability, it's a very tangible result, like an extremely so it only works on a couple ships. Okay, let's talk about the ships that it works on. And vice versa, let's talk about the ships that it doesn't work on. And I want to shout out uh, two or three members of the community who came to me today and said, hey, okay, so love the video, great video, but mm, I am, for some reason, grabbing a result that doesn't match your result. And I don't know why. 
I don't know why. So we did a little bit of digging. Who did I call? Who are you going to call? I called Ripper. I called Ripper. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, here, I would like to, uh, like to, to welcome... <laughs> I've really got to get you some better oh, music. Boy. I got. I, I, I'll, I'll get you something oh, better. Man, DJ. I'll. I'll do. I'll get something. All right. Serious. I just didn't have time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, live from uh, the UK, bearded gripper in Ripper's Wait, Corner. Okay. What? Aren't you? Aren't you in the European servers? Well, not in the UK though. Oh, where are you from? Where are you from anyway? DJ failed geography. Yeah, I'm not UK. I mean, uh, like Europe is Europe to me. Okay, sorry. You're, you're, it's like all well, one, one side. UK of the... is is not EU anymore, so there's that. Oh, see, crap. I thought I thought that uh, the Europe was like the UK. I thought it was all one. <laughs> yeah. Geography. Hashtag Brexit. Eh, whatever. All right, that's fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ripper's Corner launching right now. <laughs> Good evening. Prater says we left. I, I I'm sorry. I you know I don't know. I'm very, very bad at that stuff. Uh, you but should know this, though. I, I, I mean, why? I don't, I don't know. America. America. <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, typical. You're right, Tequila. A very typical American. Okay, like, like seriously, like legit. Wait. You, okay. Okay. Let's go back in time. Hold on. I, I want to take two seconds right here, real fast. All right, and you guys are going to get a kick out of this. When I was a kid, all right. My uh, like in elementary school, my teachers made it a homework assignment to watch this TV show. And and with this TV show, I was so bad. I never scored points. I was so hilariously terrible at it. And then we would have uh, we would have like tests on it in school. I'd always fail. I mean, even when I was a young kid, even when I was a kid, I was so bad. Who played this game? You know this game, right? Oh, I was so bad. Yeah, I like the music, though. Carmen San Diego. All right, so yes, I love the show. DJ's answer, the UK. Yeah. <laughs> That was my answer to everything. Listen, I loved the show. I was entertained by the show. Yes, Stevens Aaron, my parents, my parents, honest to God, I was so bad at this game, they bought me the board game so that I would get better at it. It didn't happen. But but the theme song was great. All right. All right. Anyway, there you go. That was where in the world is Carmen San Diego. So I was very very bad. Okay. Yeah. The game. It's a game as old as time. It was on floppy disk. Captain Bull says we had the PC game. I actually had the legit board game. All right. And uh, and I was still I was still very very bad at it. Now I did do a little bit better. I did do a little bit better with Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego. Do you remember that spinoff show? All right. They did Where in Time uh, is Carmen Sandiego. And I actually had, uh, I did okay with that one. That was uh, like a spinoff show. And that one was a little bit more fun for me. Uh, let me see if I can find that one real quick. <clears throat> yes, yeah, Snake Eyes is correct. And you guys wonder why the podcasts are two plus hours. This is why. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they did a spinoff for Carmen Sandiego. Into into time. <laughs> Trucking chick says we don't wonder. We're on the case and we're 
Oh, what a terrible quality this is. All right, I can't even listen. To it. It's only on one side of my headphones. That's killing me right now. So anyway, whatever. Um, sorry, Ripper. All right, welcome, guys. We're we're losing time here, Ripper. I think you might have actually done this on purpose. Uh, we will not become distracted, sir. All right. Welcome back to Ripper's Corner, where Ripper and uh, and I dove in a little bit today because we 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 got this report. We got this report, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually throw this in the um, in the graphics room if I can. Uh, let's see. Let me find it. Snake eyes. I sent it to you, didn't I? Hmm. Squirrel. <laughs> Hold on. Here it is. All right, Snake eyes. I'm gonna send this. Uh, Wow, we talked a lot today, didn't we, Snake Eyes? <laughs> Where are those screenshots? Okay, here they are. All right, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I want to throw this pair of screenshots in, and I want to I want to shout out this player, uh, by the way. Hey, what's up, Marvin? Marvin reached out to us from our YouTube video today and said, "Hey, listen, great video, but I'm a little bit I'm a little bit confused because this isn't working for me. I think he's bugged. That's what he said. We don't like using them words around here. Okay, not unless it's deserved." All right, because Ripper, right? Some officers have come out and have... Okay, I'll turn that off. Some officers have come out and actually have legitimately been bugged. Like, for example, Lorca. All right, Lorca came out and it didn't uh, didn't function exactly right. Guys, take a look in the graphics room. And uh, Marvin sent us this. And you will see right here in this battle log, uh, round one, you'll see Curon. He used some synergy. Actually, it looks like he used double-sided synergy. He used Kang and Linkasa. Uh, and he did that to get his proc rate up to 80%, all right? And he was hunting transports. No doubt, for the incredibly grindy six-hour event that Scopely decided to launch today. Ah, listen, I'm not going to complain about it. I know you guys have been wanting it. I'm not even going to talk about it today. So uh, there you <laughs> I might talk about it later. Anyway, there's, uh, there's the battle log. And you can see in round one, of course, uh, and he kind of cut it off there, but in round one you see the top of that kinetic shot, okay? Then you come down to the second screenshot, and in round two, round two, then you get uh, you get the Sally giving its big gun again, okay? Giving its big gun again in round two. So he's like, great, hey, that's working, but here's what's not working. This is a little bit weird. All right, let me show you what I did, and because when I took out my synergy, okay, I got a different result. I got a different result. So let me throw this into the graphics room. Here is a second battle. Here is his officer loadout from the very, very beginning. You can see that. And uh, Ripper, this is what I sent to you. And you scratched your mm -hmm. head, and we said, oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so what you see in the first screenshot, we see Curon proccing at 50%, okay, which is his base Tier 1, actually his base, uh, that's his captain's maneuver, okay? That's his captain's maneuver with no synergy, 50%. All right, no. Tequila says, so synergy adds shots? No, it's actually the opposite, okay? You can see in round one, there's Curon. He procs. You can, again, he cut the screenshot off, but you can see the very top of his kinetic gun right there. It looks like it's probably 536,000, all right? Then we come down to the second round where the Saladin charges weapons but doesn't fire again. Now, Ripper, in our video yesterday, my claim, my claim was that, in fact, Curon's tooltip was incorrect. As a matter of fact, the content creators got together, didn't we? We all got together. Mm -hmm. Fartasia from Elkars 2.0, we all got together and discussed and agreed that the game tooltip 
was incorrect. And, I, and I'm going to read it to you again because I know people have been fussing at me about it because I interchanged a word. So I'm going to read it to you again verbatim, very, very closely. And by the way, these tooltips are different in different sections of the game. But if you go into the officer section, all right, no negotiations. Curon has a 50% chance to automatically reload the first kinetic shot, okay? And, and you know, if you guys want me to post this uh, screenshot, I can, all right? But you guys can all see it. Hang on, chick. We don't hate this officer. We absolutely don't. Listen, I might not have been as excited. Okay, let me ask you guys this. Gregor, you told me a story. You told me a story earlier that, that there were players that you had run into who read the tooltip and decided not to compete. Is that correct? Yep, 100%. 100%. Why? Because it sounds horrible. He sounds like a Saladin officer. He sounds like a Saladin officer. So what you're saying is he sounds like an officer that was good for the one big gun. And anybody after, say, Ops 34 had no reason to get this officer. Is that what you're saying? Yep, if you read the tooltip. If you read the tooltip and take it for what it's worth, this officer sounds like he wasn't good for anybody over Ops, say, 34-ish. Okay? Now, that would almost make a little bit of sense, Gregor. I mean, truthfully, it would almost make a little bit of sense. This officer has been in the game for two years, correct? Two years. Mm -hmm but never before released. No shards for this cat has ever been introduced into the game, meaning that regardless of free-to-play or pay-to-play or uh, level 50, bro, nobody had this officer. Okay? Now, some people, for that reason, chose not to compete. Now, Stevens Aaron, you say auger. Cough, cough. Well, actually... There was a little speculation about the auger, okay? There was a little speculation that the auger's obliterator weapon would be kind of cool, all right? But again, let's read this tooltip together, everybody. Kieran has a 50% chance to automatically reload the first kinetic shot. Now, in my mind, I'm with you, Stevens Aaron. I would think that the auger would actually be a player for this cat. Okay, that's what I would think. Now, we get together, content creators, Fartasia, Ripper, Snake Eyes, myself, No One Shell, Fortis, we all get together, all right? And we, uh, we get test video footage. We get test video footage, um, and, and we start to look. And we see, well, and you listen, I mean, you guys need to watch the video, okay? And this is a scenario where I literally cannot repeat everything that went into the video. Okay, you got it. You have to watch it. But what I will say is this. Curon, in practicality, in actual use, is not, in fact, performing like... No, chick, don't, no, don't do that. She says, appreciate your excitement for the officer after the auction. As a matter of fact, chick, I was told by more than one person not to release that video yesterday. All right, that video went out yesterday during the auction. And I was told by more than one person not to do that. And you want to know why? All right, and I'm not singling any one person out. Those people told me not to release that video because it would affect the auction prices. Folks, I'm sorry. I don't, that to me, that, I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay? I rushed to get it out. Snake Eyes rushed to get it out 
before the end of the auction so that we could maybe, maybe either A, save somebody from investing in an officer that they're not going to use, or B, let somebody see the actual value in an officer that they may want. All right. Nick Burns says, thank you. Auction prices went down. I dropped out. I don't know. Most of the servers I saw had pretty stupid high auction prices. I've, I've been blamed by more than one person to, of sending auction prices up because here's what he does, and he does have a use. Okay? He does have a use. And no, folks, it is not in every single ship. Is Harrison, Gregor, is Harrison good in every single ship? Nope. No. Hey, uh, Ripper, is Khan good in every single ship? That's a trick no. question. No, he's not. He's he's probably arguably better than Harrison in a lot of ships, but he's still not the best in every single ship. Guys, that's that should be no surprise. That should be no surprise that officers have specific uses, and Curon is no exception. However, however, granted, his tooltip is wrong. It's plain wrong. It's laughably wrong. All right, because he's not reloading the first kinetic shot. All right, because we tested him on the auger. <laughs> Fail. Did the auger work, Ripper? Nope. No. The auger didn't work. Hold on, let me find. Where's my Where's my little button? Here it is. Here's the button. <laughs> didn't work on the auger. Okay, so we tested that. We did test on the Sally. All right, and I'm going to go through this really quick. The first test was on the Sally. The Sally appeared to work. We took the big gun. We duplicated it in round two. All right, that works. Then we took the auger. By the way, auger firing pattern does not fire a kinetic shot in round one. All right, so Curon procced. Round one was charging. Round two, the obliterator weapon came. Round three, no obliterator weapon. Okay, no obliterator weapon came because the kinetic, or at least we assumed, right, Ripper? We assumed, based on that video, that he must not be working outside the first round because he did not reload the obliterator weapon. Indeed. Indeed, he says. Indeed. Very intelligently. You sound like you're smoking a cigar right now, sitting on a couch, cross-legged, with a smoking jacket on. Cigar? Yeah, I'm not. Or he's tilk. (laughs) <laughs> it's a pipe sorry okay it's a pipe so anyway auger test failed the auger test failed so then praetor 5 get hang on a second hang on a second you're on to something here because we missed it okay we missed it yesterday so uh auger test failed then we tried the gladius folks the gladius has two kinetic weapons that fire uh, a shot in the first round, and then an energy, right? Okay, and by the way, any of these firing patterns, buddy, let me tell you something. I have been researching firing patterns like nobody's business over in L cars, all right? Uh, firing patterns are literally all I've been looking up here lately. Uh, if you guys would like, I guess I can throw some of this stuff in, but you guys can find this in L cars, okay? Just uh, exclamation point, Gladius, FP, okay? That's it. That's all you need, and you will see the firing pattern of the Gladius. And uh, what I'm looking for right now is that very same thing. And you, again, can see it in the video. Here it is. Uh, Gladius firing pattern. I just lost it. Where'd it go? Gosh, really? There it is. Thank you. Goodness. All right, two kinetics fire first, followed by one energy. That means three shots. 
in the first round. So we tested because we wanted to specifically test whether or not he was loading the first shot, like the tooltip says, or if he was doing something different. So we use the Gladius. It goes out. Now the Gladius, again, has one kinetic weapon that fires one shot first, then followed by a kinetic weapon that shoots a shot second, and then lastly in the round, an energy shot. And I know these are a little bit out of order on L-cars, but, but you can determine them from your ship management screen. That's how I know, and I'm right. K1, K2, E1, that's the order. All right, so that worked in round one, by the way. Curon procs. Then in round two, here's what we got. We got K1, K2, and E1. Holy crap, Ripper. What just happened? Did it for all weapons, not the first one. It did it for all kinetic weapons that fired in the first round, but not just the first one. Not just the first kinetic weapon, but both kinetic weapons. All right. Now, by the way, all right, we have been able to continually also test that it is completely ignoring the energy weapons, and that is intended. That's supposed to. All right. It says it's for kinetics. Okay. Which means that, say, hey, chick, the Centurion or the Enterprise, not an officer to use this, this or not a ship to use this officer on. And now the auger even, we found. Okay? There are ships that, that break the rule. The Enterprise A. The, uh, what is it? The, uh, not the Vortivor. What's the G4 uncommon Romulan ship? Valdor. No, the Valdor. Yep. Guess what? No use. Okay? No use. All right? I checked on the, D, on the G4 ships today. I did. I checked every single one. All right? Every single one. Uh, I, I literally, I checked every ship in the game. Every one, okay? The, the, uh, the uh, Katinga, by the way, Katinga uh, will also not work. The Katinga will not work because it does not fire a kinetic in round one. Okay? It must have a kinetic in round one. Traplord just showed something that was just sent to me a few moments ago from Elkars. Okay, somebody, a user, an Elkar's user put this together, and this is great. Folks, here are the ships that it actually impacts. Okay, and as you can see, one, two, three, four, five, six ships, and they're missing the sarcophagus. All right, uh, and we didn't display the sarcophagus on display in our video, but, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Because we've done some additional testing today. All right, and here's what you're going to get. Here's what you're going to get right here on this show. You're going to get outside of this screenshot... You're going to get some additional combination testing courtesy of Foe from Server 15, courtesy of Gregor from uh, Server 9, okay? Server 8. What? 8? 8? 9? 9. 9. All right. We did a ton of testing today. All right, because now some people actually have the officer and we could run some more tests. All right. The jelly does, in fact, have a kinetic. Okay, it does, but... If you take a look at the ISS jelly firing pattern, all right, the kinetic does not fire in round one, Captain Bull. All right, the kinetic does not fire in round one. And yes, Traplord, thank you for watching the video. He says your D4 theory was correct. Yes, it was. We actually saw it today. We practiced it today. And that's why, even though it works on that ship, Traplord, that 
is somewhat scary. That's a slightly dangerous ship to consider using him on because you'll go an entire round with no weapons fire. All right. By the way, someone says the Vidar. Eh, nope, wrong. <laughs> the Vidar, again, has no kinetic that fires in round one, folks. Oh, boy, you're absolutely right. Explorers can have a kinetic. Okay, that, that can happen. The jelly is a perfect example of that. But given this use, this officer, okay, this use, this officer, then it's not going to function because you're looking for a round one kinetic. All right. By the way, somebody says Burrell. No Burrell. Okay. No Burrell because the kinetic doesn't fire until round two. So, guys, again, the limited use of this ship. Battle Droid is screaming at me. He says, coffin, coffin, coffin. Yes, the coffin is a great example. A great example. All right, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Let's talk about uh, some of the testing that we did outside of the video. You guys need to go watch the video. You'll get everything up until this point. Now, I'm going to give you some more. All right, by the way, the D4 test was exactly as I theorized. Um, two kinetics in the first round. It recharged those, so you got four kinetics in round two. Round three was no shots. Round four, four shots, and then repeating. Odds, no shot, evens, four shots. Epic Neo says, why discourage the D4 use? It's still going to be greater number of weapons compared to the original firing pattern. <clears throat> I am not discouraging it. Okay, <laughs> Snake Eyes says the D4 sucks. I, did, I don't think the D4 sucks. I, I like the D4 for its uses, okay? And I'm not discouraging its use. I'm simply saying that in a D4, it would be advantageous to end the battle quickly because going an entire round with no shots is dangerous. That's why the coffin has, you know, <sighs> that's why the coffin has so much hull because there are rounds where you're not getting shots. So the coffin becomes, that's why it's dealing so much damage and you want, you want that battle to end quickly. Okay. Epic Neo says, but you did fire the shots earlier compared to the original. And I agree. I agree. Listen, six kinetic shots in the first two rounds. <laughs> I'm in. Okay, I'm in for that. But again, that reinforces what I'm saying. You want to try to end that battle early. You don't want to try to go 25 rounds in a D4 where, where you're, you got rounds where there's no shots. Okay, so you, you want to try to do, you want to try to end that quickly. All right. Uh, not my game name says if the battle isn't over in two rounds, then it does become a little bit more dangerous. And, and that's simply what I'm saying. I'm not knocking the D4. As a matter of fact, by the way, congratulate me, Neo. I just built my D4. Uh, brand spanking new. She's tier one. <laughs> I might tear her up for the faction hunt because I certainly don't have time to grind 300 and some hostels. Actually, it's over 400 for me today, Gregor, because I got Swarm to do as well. So I got you know, in April, you said you had no epics. Now look at you. You know what? I heard that. I listened to that part. Isn't that mind-blowing? We're going yeah. to talk about this coming up a little bit later in the show. Because, by the way, there was more than five truths in there. I, I don't know if anybody kept a tally, but damn. Okay? I mean, damn. There has been a ton that have changed with this game. Oh, God, we'll get to it. All right, so we tested uh, the D4. Worked exactly as I expected. We also tested the sarcophagus. Gregor, you performed our sarcophagus test today, um, and what we should have seen was, uh, or pretty much what I, what I was asking you for, what I was asking you if you saw, pretty much exactly came to light, 
right? In the first round with Curon, when he procced, you got two energies. You got the eight kinetics. Then in round two, okay, in round two, you got the eight kinetics only. All right? And yeah. then in round three, you got two energies. In round four, you got nothing. In round four, you got nothing. Then in round five, because the firing pattern got pushed one round, in round five, you actually got ten shots, two energies and eight kinetics again. All right? Now, here is the key and what we have found with Curon that is, in my mind, Ripper, and this is where I want a little bit more detailed explanation. Welcome to Ripper's Corner, everybody. I've been talking all during Ripper's Corner. This is where he's going to come in and get a little bit more technical. Don't get crazy, okay, Ripper? But I do want I'm people to... keep it light, okay? Yeah, I, don't, don't I, I want people to understand that there are two exceptions to this officer. Two. All right? Two ships in the entire game that do not perform exactly like I described in the video. And, and what I'm going to say, I'm going to repeat it again, Ripper, my updated tooltip, and by the way, this is not scopely endorsed. This is what Fartasia and Ripper and I and the content creators got together and said was we agreed that based on the video evidence, we felt like the tooltip should read as follows. And, and it is directly in LCARS. We agree that the tooltip should read as follows. A 50% chance of automatically recharging all kinetic weapons fired in the first round. There is a caveat to this, isn't there, Ripper? There's one tiny little detail we missed. And it only happens yeah. on two ships. The first one, by the way, Marvin, thank you. Marvin found it. The first ship is... The Saladin. The second ship is the Sarcophagus. These two ships have a minor exception to the rule. These two tips have a minor exception to the rule. And Ripper and I believe that it's an easy, simple modification. And we believe that it'll probably be fixed. Ripper, go ahead. Welcome to Ripper's Corner. Tell us about... This minor modification, which affects two ships in the game, Sally and Sarcophagus, and tell us what you discovered today. Um, yeah, so um, it appears that um, the text automatically recharging instead means reducing cooldown by X, with X being a hidden number that we don't see, which apparently is one, because if you have a cooldown of one, that means the weapon fires every round, and all the ships that the officer works on without synergy all have a cooldown of two, so they fire every other round. So, uh, But the Saladin, for example, has a cooldown of three, so there are two rounds, pause, and then it fires. All right, so l let me back up here for a second, because I, I want to explain this again. Uh, Snake Eyes, help me out here, or, or somebody... Uh, quickly, and, and I actually, if you don't care, whoever helps me with this, I would like it posted in the graphics room because that's where I'm hanging out right now. If so, actually, you know what? It's in there. Thank you, Stevens Aaron. L let me let me zoom in on this, guys. Uh, take a look at the the screenshot that Stevens Aaron put in there with all the ships, okay? And let's take a look at the USS Saladin, and I want to look at the original, okay? Let's look at the original. The original firing pattern for the USS Saladin is an energy shot every single round. 
but the cooldown, and so that means that the cooldown is technically by definition one. All right, it fires every single round, so the cooldown is one. Yep. The the kinetic shot. Take a look at the kinetic shot. All right, the kinetic shot has a cooldown of three. All right, because it fires once in the first round, skips two rounds, and then fires in the third round. This is in layman's terms. That's a cooldown of three. All right, so it fires once in the first and once in the fourth. Now, I, on that same screenshot, let's just take a look at the Bordis, for example. Okay, super quick. Look at the original firing pattern of the Bordis. It's right, right to the left of it. And for those of you in podcast form, this is a great graphic. Please join our, uh, join our Discord. Uh, the link is on our website. The website's in the description of the episode. Take a look at the Bordis. The Bordis has one energy shot in the first round and, one, and two kinetic weapons, K1 and K2, that each fire a shot in the first round. So in the first round of the board is you get three shots, two kinetic, one energy. Okay? That cooldown on that kinetic weapon is two. Okay? It's two because it skips one round and fires again in the second round. So, Ripper, I want to go back to your comment. Curon has a, I don't want to say a background ability, but there's another piece to him that, that we found today in that for the sarcophagus and the Saladin only, and, and by the way, I don't mean that it just happens on these ships, okay? But look at all the other ships here. Look at all the other ships with a kinetic that fires in the first round. None of them have a cooldown higher than two except for the Sally and the sarcophagus, which is not on here. Okay? So the the Saladin, which has a cooldown of three, when you put Curon on there, he is reducing the recharge time by one. So if the recharge time is three, then it now becomes two. And what happens then is that the kinetic gun, the big gun, is still skipping the second round because the cooldown is now two, and it goes into the third round. Now, the Sally and the Sarko are the only two ships this happens on, and because it's not a part of the tooltip in any way, shape, or form, Ripper and I have determined that this is a very easily correctable feature. Isn't that right, Ripper? Indeed, we have. Indeed. I mean, this is... This, so this... Okay, so we, we, we know that some tooltips are wrong. Right. So if this was in fact how he worked, this I think would have been okay. But the fact that it changes with synergy makes it not okay, in my view anyway. So he just pointed out the key word. And this is why Marvin struggled with me today. And go back into hold on, hold on, Stevens Aaron, not quite. Go into the graphics room and take a look, all right, at the two battle logs that Marvin sent me and what was the difference. The difference was in the second battle, he was not using Synergy. Synergy, for whatever reason, and this is why, this is why I think this is a super easy fix, super duper easy, and I'm not panicked about it, because, listen, this officer's still working great, all right? it's Listen, this officer is working perfectly for all ships, except for the Sally and the Sarcophagus, and FYI, Right now, this moment, here today, you can fix it by adding a single side of synergy. 
You got it, Praetor 5. A single side of synergy, one more helmet crew, fixes it on a Sally and a sarcophagus. Now, obviously, that is inconvenient. It's inconvenient because we're tying up an officer slot. So we got to look at the helmet crew. We got to look at the helmet crew and find out who's the best possible officer to use in that, thir- in that second slot so that it's not a total waste, right? Okay, but this is, listen, for every other ship, this is still pretty, pretty freaking phenomenal. Gregor, let me ask you, you tested Curon today on your ever so violent and bloody pylum. You used, by the way, you used no synergy. You just used Curon. Let me ask you, how satisfied with you are, uh, how satisfied with you are you with the acquisition of Curon? I'm confused by the question. Can you restate that? I, I struggled with that question. Gregor, how satisfied with you? Uh, good God. <laughs> I are satisfied with the testing. Uh, learning I am. All right. The performance of Curon leaves you A, happy, B, sad face, C, confused. Uh, D excited. D excited. Now I hold on. I didn't prompt him to say that. That was not even an option that I gave. Okay. D excited. The reason you're excited. All right. And by the way, Gregor doesn't get excited. Okay. When summons first came out, he was conservative. He actually said he wanted to see how it was going to work. When territory capture came out. All right. He was excited about the idea, but was like, oh, well, let's just wait and see how this pans out. Okay, he said he's excited about this officer. Give me 30 seconds, Gregor. Tell me why in your mind you're excited you've obtained this officer. And for the record, I, I do see one or two people chiming in in the chat here saying that, that, that Scopely's paying my bills and, and that I'm too late because the auction's over. Listen, bite me if that's your opinion. Okay, I am here to tell you what it does. And by the way, I released a video during the auction to either A, save auger owners a little bit of money by not competing, or B, motivating players like Gregor to pick this officer up because he has use. All right? So, Gregor, why are you excited about Curon? And why should other people be excited about Curon? Um, well, I mean, it just depends on the ships you have, I think, right? And some of the other officers, like we were testing – mud 2.0 with curon right yep we sure did and and well i don't know if you want to go into that but it's we, we will. i mean we will. i like i've i've liked pike mud 2.0 and harrison right because that's just a deadly combo when he procs um and and curon just adds to that but i have to get my mud up higher right so, so you're referring to the mud the 832 ways to die which is doubling the shots right. in the first round, right? That's what you're referring to. Doubling right. the shots mm-hmm. in the first round. So, in other words, Curon is kind of uh, is, is working in tandem with that particular ability by doubling the shots in the first round and, and then using Curon to rebuild your second round profile for kinetics. 
you are stacking right. your first two rounds with stupid numbers of shots. Guys, you're literally quadrupling the amount of damage that you're going to issue in the first two rounds by using these two officers if if they proc. Okay, if yep. they proc. Okay. So, let's let's yep. go further. Let's go further with the testing, okay? Let's go further with the testing. So, we've already figured out the, the cooldown thing. Prater, you had a suspicion. It is a cooldown thing, and it's solved with a single side of synergy. All right, so for those of you who are uh, trying to use this with a Saladin or a Sarcophagus, okay? All right, crazy. He says, why should one person on each server be excited about Curon is a more accurate question. Guys, listen. Every officer that is introduced into this game starts with this model. It's always pay. I don't agree with it. All right, I don't like it. As a matter of fact, I was talking with my own team. I personally, personally, I feel like Scopely, and Gregor, I'll ask you this, and, and Ripper, if you want to answer, I'll ask you this. Me personally, I feel like Scopely has cranked up the pay model over the last three to four weeks. Like, it was December, and I felt it, right? I felt... You know what, Ripper, we had this conversation that we had no idea what Scopely's fiscal year was, right? Do you remember us having this conversation? We didn't know if the fiscal year was in uh, December, if it ended in December, or if it ended in, like, July, okay? Me personally, I totally feel like it, I feel like it ended in December. All right, Greg, you know, isn't, isn't it like all, most businesses trying to get more money during Christmas time? Well, you know, let, me, stuff? let me tell you something. Christmas spending... Christmas spending, buddy, Scopely did not give you a shortage of stuff to spend on, okay? I, I don't know. I, I do feel like the game was, in my personal opinion, all right, I feel like the game was incredibly over-monetized this month, okay? I, tr I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you, all right? Crazy, but these officers will eventually become available, and right now he's new. So we're talking about it, and, and we're recording a podcast on it so that in three months, when maybe you're able to get this officer, all right, and then you want to figure out how he works, you can come back to the YouTube video or come back to the podcast because that's what we do, all right? There's 114 episodes on our podcast channel, and, and God knows how many videos on our YouTube channel. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're talking. Because today it's topical. And you're right. All right. By the way, I think on my server, two people got it. But nonetheless, it's a very low number of players that have this. But what happened with Harrison? Harrison went up for auction three times or four? Can't remember if it was three or four. Three, we're, I think. We're going to see Curon again. Three. We we're going to see Harrison again. Well, we're going to see Harrison again in the game. My hope, and by the way, Stevens, Aaron, I owe you tacos. My hope, all right, my original bet was that Harrison was going to run for a couple of auction cycles and then become available in some type of recruit chest, whether it be premium or ultra. Okay. My personal belief when they introduced, just like they have with all auction officers, okay. It's gonna, they're going to become available. They will become... How many people in this room had 5 of 10 in May of 2020? Ray, who had 5 of 10 in May of 2020? All right, Karkin did. Burden did. Key did. Uh, Commander Taylor did. did. Boaz did. Ripper did. Gregor, I'm sure you did. All right. Yeah. All right, let I me... I did. All right, thank you. Now, 
Let me see how many people did not have 5 of 10 in May. NCC, by the way, says, nope, still grinding. Medieval Knight says, nope, don't have. Burn Survivor says, don't. Sack Attack, nope. Super Buzzy, Captain Vega, Dirty Bird, Svanen, Big Mac, Grudging Sue. They don't have it. Guys, this officer will become available. And for those of you who don't have 5 of 10, all right, hey, I invite you to go back and listen to our stuff. We, got, we did a great show on 5 of 10. So go back. Now, listen, obviously, some people are not ex- excited about Curon, and, and we can move on. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this if you guys aren't interested in hearing about it. But I'm telling you, this officer has the capability. For those of you who got her or got him, and for those of you who will be able to get him soon, hopefully, maybe you have an auction and your particular bracket gets lazy, okay? I mean, that's what happened with me and Lorca. Guys, I've got a Tier 2 Lorca, not thanks to Scopely and not thanks to, uh, you know, someone predetermining an auction. All right? I just took advantage of a really low-performing auction. My, my, my tier up, my Tier 2, my 100 shards of Lorca came at the price of like 980,000 points. I mean, that's, that's not that much for a level 39. Okay, so so sometimes you, yeah, I know, I know game name. He says Lucky Duck. Exactly, exactly. And and you guys will, will be able to obtain this officer, whether it be luck or whether it be grinding out. Okay, Stony Dud says, Cura, not as useful for me until I get a ship that fires a kinetic in the first round. So I'm going to try to get him anyway and then just use him later. Guess what, Stony? The sarcophagus. We'll finish with this test and we'll move on. The sarcophagus, folks, is not on the list uh, in Elkar's right there, but thank you, Stevens Aaron, for posting it in the graphics room. Okay, the sarcophagus was uh, the sarcophagus is huge. Okay, I mean as much damage as the sarcophagus uh, does. All right, in the first round with ten shots, imagine. Now, and, and by the way, look at the native firing pattern. In round two, you get nothing. In round two, you got nothing from the sarcophagus. Well, Curon, listen, I, I joked. I joked when Harrison came out, and I said, golly, this was no mistake, Gregor. He's wonderful on the sarcophagus. You remember me saying that? Holy crap. Yeah. Well, damn, here's another. Here's another. Damn you, Scopely, and your evil masterminding mechanical engineering genius. And yes, by the way, a lot of the community is not happy with the extreme monetization over the last 30 days. However, the product itself that you made available for very few people. Guys, it was like it was like Xboxes, right? Gregor, what was the one you told me that you were like literally you beat up an old lady to get? What was it? The PlayStation 17, whatever it was. You told me you took her cane, you took her walker, and you bashed her over the head with it. What was it? Was it the PlayStation? Commodore Vic 20. <laughs> Whatever it was. Okay. By the way, he didn't actually do that. I'm totally teasing. He did not assault an old lady for a PlayStation, since he's clearly not here to defend himself. <laughs> All right. But, uh, folks, it's, it's like that. Go back four or five years. Okay. What was four or five years? What was that stupid toy? The Tickle Me Elmo, all right? The Tickle Me Elmo a few years ago, and then people were paying like $500 to get this daggone doll. You guys remember? Okay, come on. 
All right, now listen, for us in this game, this was a limited release product. Okay, just like the PlayStation, just like the Tickle Me Elmo Vagabond says that was 15 years ago. All right, I'm dating myself, but nonetheless, you get it, okay? These things, like two years ago, wasn't it like the Nintendo Switch two or three years ago? All right, because by the way, I literally physically fought people to get a Nintendo Switch. Okay, honest to God, the year it came out, I literally entered into a physical altercation with a man to get a Nintendo Switch for my children. I did it. I ain't ain't proud, but I did it. Okay. Wow. I did it. It was was a physical confrontation. I got the Nintendo Switch, by the way, in case you were wondering. Okay. So, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, he hadn't paid yet. We were still in the store. All right, but but you're you're missing the point, Razik. That this is that, okay? This is that. This is yeah. People have been doing this every year over flat screen TVs in every single store there is. Okay, guys, limited commodity. Scopely knows they're going to make money on it. Okay, they know that. They know that people are going to spend because some people, at, at least in this case, Ripper, I may argue. I may argue potentially that at least we got the officer testing data before the end of the auction. As a matter of fact, really truthfully, we should be able to release information like that before an auction. That way people know what they're buying. You know what I'm saying? Like that way people I agree. That way people but, know, you know what they're going to spend on. All right, because for example, some people spent a little bit on this and then determined, holy crap, I've got an auger. This may not work for me, okay? Or I've got an auger and an enterprise. This may not work for me. Hudson says, even if the tooltip was correct, we could have an idea. I don't disagree. Don't disagree, but seeing it on camera is definitely I mean, the tooltip was written two years ago. We all know the quality of the tooltips from back then. So. It, well, yeah, tooltips were very, very bad back then. But nonetheless, the officer's here today, and it's not necessarily really an excuse, all right? The officer has been shelved for two years, and it should have come out and, and been, I don't know, crazy enough. Maybe should have been double-checked. I mean, I, I mean, really, Ripper, this issue with this officer has existed for two years. Really. I mean, right? They've never had a reason to come I, back. I guess so. They've never had a reason to come back and, and look at this officer. And no player community has been able to test this officer for him. It's been this way for two years. Okay, so no one. The was bad there. part is, is either way, if they update the officer to behave like the tooltip, the people that went after the auction are going to be upset, and if they update the officer, the people that missed the auction because they thought it was trash are going to be upset. I would rather deal with the second scenario because there will be other opportunities, I'm sure, to purchase this officer. All right, and and yes, I agree with you. The first scenario is a very very bad scenario. It's too late now, Scopely. You literally, yeah, listen, you can change the tooltip, okay? You can change the tooltip to what we have seen, all right? But you can't, you can't change it back to just one shot because people have now seen it. People have seen it, and now they're using it, all right? And by the way, stupid good, stupid, stupid good on sarcophagus. Yeah, only first shot would be would significantly be, worse than oh, it, what it is now. Oh, it'd be a slap in the face. It'd be a slap in the face. I mean, draw your own conclusions, but that would be that would be a nightmare scenario for you, Scopely. 
to change back to first kinetic shot. Oh, goodness gracious. Everybody who competed in that auction would have a legit gripe. Okay. So, anyway, the sarcophagus test. Now, uh, one last test that I do want to tell you about. Ripper, I didn't even tell you about this one. We, me and Gregor, so do you remember, we mentioned this very quickly with the Stella research, how, uh, you know, the original firing pattern of the Stella, uh, Stevens Aaron, if you don't care, throw the original firing pattern of the Stella into the graphics room. The original firing pattern of the Stella is one kinetic weapon, right? No, two kinetic weapons. No, it is one kinetic crap. I need the firing pattern. <laughs> Sorry, Stevens Aaron. Anyway, the point is you got research. We two mentioned energy. it. Two, yeah, two energy weapons with one shot each and then one kinetic with two shots. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you guys will remember... Uh, and I put it in the video. There's a research that improves this against exchange hostiles. Okay. So Gregor and I decided we wanted to test and see. Because do you guys remember we got really, really excited about MUD 2.0? Uh, MUD, uh, what are you calling him? Fat MUD. We got really excited about Fat MUD's officer ability uh, that he could double the shots for the first round. So we actually thought crazy. Uh, on a Stella, when you're getting eight energies and eight kinetics in the first round, we said, golly, how great would it be to get 32 shots in the first round? Because you're getting 16, right? You're getting 16. So, Gregor, God, 32 shots when Mud came out. 32 shots. Holy crap. And it didn't work out, did it? Didn't work out, Captain Planets, because Fat nope. Mud on a Stella is disappointing, as he said. Fat Mud on a Stella only doubled the base number of shots so you got your 16 shots but you did actually get 20 you picked up two energies and you picked up two extra kinetics because it looked at the original base value of the stella firing pattern and doubled that and then the research was effect you know was afterwards which makes sense everything in the game's base value okay so mud <clears throat> added to the shots of the weapon, Curon, on the other hand, was an interesting test. We wanted to see, and, and you're right, Prater, Curon is basically resetting the weapon slot itself. But what if you put them together? What if you put them together? What if you could somehow force a proc of MUD 2.0, who has an incredibly low proc rate, by the way, but what if you could force a proc with MUD 2.0 and Curon at the same time. Holy smokes. All right. So you'd still get your 20 shots in round one, but 10 of those were kinetic, right? So we thought maybe, maybe we could get another 10 kinetic shots in round two, followed by the eight energy shots in round two. So in round one, we could get 20 shots, and in round two, we could get... 18. <laughs> okay, that's what we theorized, right, Gregor? That's exactly what we theorized. 20 shots in round one. A, uh, and actually, we had theorized 20 in round two. The theory was busted. The theory was busted because Mud did double the shots in round one. Okay? But Curon is not doubling or not you know, copying and pasting like I had originally maybe indicated, what he's doing is resetting the firing pattern. All right? Or, as we determined earlier with Ripper's guidance, okay, the technical term, Ripper, is 
reducing the recharge, right? Well, I think in-game it says cooldown, but okay. Yeah, reducing the cooldown, whatever. Recharge, cooldown, whatever. All right, he's not taking the shots from round one and copying and pasting them like I had originally hoped or originally claimed. He is literally taking the firing pattern and moving it up. Okay, he's moving it up. So, Mud and Curon do not work together. I mean, well, they do work together. I mean, we, we got it to work. But you're not getting the benefit of the two extra shots from round one in round two. Okay, so just so you guys know about that, that was another test that we ran today because somebody's going to try to do it. <laughs> Somebody is going to do that. And by the way, yes, it took – what did you say, Gregor? The proc rate was miserable. How many times? 15? Or, or th- Yeah, 15 almost. Uh, PvP and – Honestly, and I don't know if Gripper has Mud 2.0 yet. Do you have Mud 2.0, Gripper? I'm pretty sure I have, yeah. Man, I have him at 30%. It's still pretty bad, isn't it? I swear, without Pike, he is just horrid. Like, it doesn't even ma- It doesn't even seem to add up right. Like, you know, with, with Curon at 70%, he procs constantly. Almost every battle with mud at 30 percent it was taking anywhere between 11 and 50 it was was, uh, encounters to get him to proc mud's proc personally what 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 pike right without pike just just with mud and yeah it was almost every round right yeah when i run him with pike i would say one out of three battles he activates without pike it's like one in every 11 to 15 battles. It almost seems like it's less than 30%. Yeah. It does. Almost. Well, you've got him to tier two and that is, that would be 30%. So, uh, that would be interesting. Praetor five says, would an Empress Giorgio add another shot to the sarcophagus? So that by the time it gets to round three, it's firing five kinetic shots during a territory capture rather than four. Uh, yes. Yes, I mean, and that, and that, now we haven't done that particular test, Praetor, but in theory, you're absolutely right. And again, Giorgio is affecting the number of shots, all right, um, but Curon has accelerated your, your, your firing pattern. So, for example, if we look back at the sarcophagus, all right, let's try to map this out. This, this is going to be really interesting. If you got a tier one Giorgio, uh, and we're going to take a break right after this because we got other stuff to get to. If you go to uh, your tier, uh, wow, yours is tier three. Okay, let's do this math on a tier one, which is 0.17. All right, because I, I don't know if a lot of people have th- tier three on Empress Georgia. Let's go tier one, which is 0.17. All right, and it rounds up. Okay, so at 0.17, 0.17 times two is only 0.34, so that's not enough. 0.17 times three is 0.51, and it will round up. So in round three of the sarcophagus, if you've got Empress Giorgio, then she's going to add a shot to the weapon, by the way. All right, so now let's try Curon and Empress Giorgio. So Curon uh, is going to give you, in round one, using Curon, let's see, let's say you're using Curon, uh, Giorgio, Empress Giorgio, and Harrison, for example, okay, on a Sarko during a capture. So round one, two energies, eight kinetics. Round two, eight kinetics. Round three, four energies. 
right, Prater? Are you following me here? Round three, I've got 51% or 50, uh, 0.51 from Empress George O, so that's going to round up. So now instead of two energies, I'm going to get four energies in round three. Round four, I get nothing. Round five, hold on, plus 0.17, plus 0.17. All right, round five, I'm going to get two energies and eight kinetics. Round six, nothing again. Hold on, is that right? Let's see, point five one is round three, four, five, point one seven. Nope, in round, oh no, yeah, round six. Round six, nothing. Round seven, I'm going to get four energies. Phew, this is tough math, Prater. Four energies in round seven. Round eight, I'm going to get 10 kinetics. Is that right? Round eight, 10 kinetics. And finally, in round nine, I'm going to finally get Empress Giorgio to give me another shot. And that's going to give me six energies in round nine. Good God. That, that was hard for me to keep track. Ripper, do you agree? Did you even follow that? That was really hard. Taking into account Curon, the pushed firing pattern, and Empress Giorgio, but I think that's right. <laughs> you're right. That was that was incredible calculus right there. And by the way, you're right. Good job, DJ. Thank you. Empress Giorgio, by the way, uh, doesn't do anything if you're defending. It's only if you're attacking a player, which is just like Captain Killy, only her captain's maneuver, only if you're attacking a player. I don't I, – I really – yeah, I don't like the the way that they worded some of those abilities because that makes them kind of pointless for me. But anyway, anyway, that's that's where you go with that. Okay, so here you go, folks. All right, sorry for those of you who got bored. Curon, in in conclusion, has a small tweak that needs to be made. All right, for the sarcophagus and for the Sally, we hope that Scopely sees it our way, right, Ripper? We hope that Scopely sees it our way, corrects the tooltip, oh. and changes the synergy thing all right so that it's the same for everybody the way that the tooltip should read all right and that synergy is not affecting the cooldown in the meantime for players on a sally and a sarco adding a single side of synergy will take care of it if you want to if you want to other than that just know that you're going to have one extra round delay in recharging your kinetic weapon that's all okay very very simple very simple. Um, and there is Curon. And again, in my book, I'm going to summarize with this. I always do this, Ripper. Worthy of an auction? Let's go around the round table very, very quickly. Worthy of auction? I'm going to say yes. Snake Eyes, I'd like for your opinion. Worthy of auction? Is his ability worthy of auction? Prater 5 says yes. Gregor, you already said. Very excited. Worthy of the auction? Yeah. Yeah. Ripper? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Snake Eyes says not at those prices. Eh, here's the thing. Scopely didn't set the price. Scopely controls the commodity. The auction is is up to the people. You know, how much are you willing to spend for this officer? And and I'm here to tell you. I mean, you guys can see all the firing patterns. All right? There are some players who are going to benefit greatly from having this officer. All right? I mean, that's a fact. Okay? Some of them are going to be... Some of them are going to be pretty daggone good. 
All right, others are not, and that's just like everything else. Commander Taylor says, where's the auger love? Buddy, I'm with you. All right, I love my auger right now. I'm using the crap out of my auger. Curon is not going to help me on my auger. All right, for me right now, for me, Curon has only one benefit for me right now, and that's on a sarcophagus. And I've told you guys how much I'm using my sarcophagus. So did I participate in this auction? The answer is no. I did not. I bowed out for the same information that I gave you guys. So hopefully you guys bowed out if you didn't want it. Okay? But nonetheless, for some players, it's going to be very, very worth it. And for those players, sure, spend. Get it. It's going to be a great officer for you if you got the right ships. Okay? But, I mean, like Ripper and I were talking on the last show. <laughs> we're not really using the sarcophagus. Snake Eyes ain't using the, uh, the sarcophagus. All right? So if we're not using the sarcophagus, then this officer ability, for me at this point in time, doesn't have a great deal of uh, benefit. And so I will wait until he becomes available in the chest, which undoubtedly he will at some point. And maybe by the time I get my pylum, Gregor, then I may be able to get him and use him. <laughs> by then, there's going to be another officer that's even better, though, right? Probably. Probably. Uh, by the way, Battle Droid says, officer ability for him. We didn't spend hardly any time on it, but yes, it's very, very simple. Yes, we confirmed that it's working. Uh, it gets a 25% boost and 25% and, uh, boost to impulse until the next battle. It is not stackable um, because that 25% boost ends at, uh, at the start of next battle or ends when it docks at your base, okay? So uh, it's not stackable. The 25% ends when you perform a function, and then if you win another battle, then it will reinstate the 25%, okay? Um, yes, Stony Dud has a phenomenal... I mean, uh, no, I didn't test it in a base raid. Ripper, your theory on the officer ability, just real quick, because we've got to take a break. Will that battle... D does a base battle count as far as his officer ability goes? Good question. We didn't test that one. <clears throat> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have... Well, we'll get back to you on that one, Stoney. All right. Uh, would be a very good test. Because think about it. If you've got... If you're trying to speed raid, all right, and you hit him, uh, you hit a base, and, and, and your base is contested, somebody's trying to defend the raid, making your ship faster till you get back to your station... Goodness gracious. No, Praetor can't use Claw. Oh, well, yeah, 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 you can. You can, because this is his officer ability. So, <clears throat> yeah, that that would be... That, that His officer ability carries additional value for those of you who like to speed raid. All right? Or <clears throat> what else? What else could that be used for? Good for, I guess, PvP, and then you want to run away? I don't know. All right? But, but yes, uh, the officer ability, to me, his biggest uh, benefit does seem to be in speed rating okay uh snake eye says minor sweeps okay uh snipe saying potentially burn him as captain curon and ston would be i that sounds great that sounds really good me personally i think i would use pan i think i would use pan curon and ston okay if i was going to do because remember burnham only adds a flat amount but pan adds a, a percentage and uh, I'd have to go back and double check. What's Pan's original percent? 15 or 25? Claw's 25. Pan's 15. So, no, you know what? I think I'll do like Claw. I still like Claw better than Burnham. Burnham is, is 10. Here, let's do this real quick, and then, and then we've we got to take our break because we, we haven't even taken our first one. Uh, if I look at Burnham, 
Officer ability is fifth. No. Oh, crap. Wrong Burnham. Okay, here we go. Uh, 15 to impulse speed. Pan is 20% to impulse speed. And on an Antares, impulse speed is... Uh, let's see. Antares impulse T1 is 75. So if I take 25%, that pan is 20%. If I take 20%, that's a boost of 15. And Burnham is a boost of 15. So pan and Burnham are interchangeable. Claw is 25%. So Claw is going to be better. Mathematically speaking, Claw is a tiny bit better. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, NCC. Claw's going to be a little bit better. Because um, Claw's 25%, and 15 on an Antares, 15 is equal to Pan's 20%, so Claw 25% is going to have the edge. Claw, Curon, Stan. There you go. That's the fastest one. Yes. Have we ever actually tested the speed increase that it actually works? Yeah. The way it says? Yeah, yeah. Like that it actually holds? Oh. I... Well, not that it added, you know, 25%. Uh, but, I mean, it, it did work after battle. Somebody said, I tell you what, we'll come back. We'll talk about this in just a second. Somebody's testing it right now. Somebody's literally testing it. Go smack a base. Kill the base. We'll test it during this show, and we'll come back. Coming up after the break, we've got our April Fool's recap to come back from. Also, uh, let me see. I think we, we touched on everything for Curon. Yep, Curon, Curon Mud, April Fool's recap. Uh, we did it. We did it. We didn't actually talk about the timing with the New, Year, uh, New Year's Eve events, but, I mean, that sucked. Plain and simple, the New Year's Eve events just sucked in their timing. Terrible. They didn't line up with the Curon auction. They were clearly supposed to be married. We don't have to talk about that. Everybody knows they're bad. Um, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more coming up after the break about what we got now, which is crazy enough for a Sunday. Gregor, happy grind day! All right, a forty-eight hour Fetch. faction hunt plus Swarm Sunday today. That equals for me over four hundred and ten hostels. What about you? Uh, uh, yeah, same, (laughs) same number, 400, but high level hostels, but much higher level, much more expensive for you. Yay. Yay. On a Sunday. Yay. My answer now is I just don't do faction. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a completionist. I'm going to try. I haven't started. I have not started yet. I haven't, I haven't even started. So I may not complete it either. I don't know. We'll try. We'll see what happens. Coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. Uh, We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Groovy Train, the far-out dog food for out-of-sight pooches that know where it's at. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a Jedi was forced into quarantine. I got a bad feeling about this. Star Wars, episode COVID-19, the Empire locks down. It just isn't fair. The victorious rebels are in the mood to party, but Emperor Fauci has shut down the bars. How rude! Will they trust the government? I find your lack of faith disturbing. Or will they violate the CDC guidelines? This is a dangerous time for you. Star Wars, episode COVID-19. The Empire locks down. No! Now playing on Zoom and coming soon to a webcam near you. 
The grinding didn't really stop there. You guys are talking in the uh, in the Discord chat right now. By the way, if you're listening in podcast form, welcome to the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of Talking Trek Live, but you know that because you've downloaded the show, and I thank you. All of you guys listening to Discord right now, we need you after the show, after the show gets published, we need you to continue to go and either you know stream it or download it to your favorite podcast platform because, yes, even though we do get some metrics here and there from Discord, the actual best material, the, the best supply of metrics come from the uh, from the podcast downloads. And there you go. Right now, Snake Eyes posting in Discord. All right, the actual uh, links and the suppliers are, are everywhere that we've got our podcast. All those p- different platforms are carrying our podcast, and that is Stitcher and Spotify and Apple and Google and TuneIn, Pandora, Castro, Podchaser, and so many more. Uh, and the entire list is available by visiting our website at uh, TalkingTrekSTFC.online, TalkingTrekSTFC.online, El Cheapo. Uh, the the answer is technically yes, okay? Although I can't encourage you to do so. No, that's silly. Um, but yeah, all of them on there, iHeartRadio, and, and some of these, you know, with Apple, and that's why we that's why we, we maintain a PG-13 broadcast over here. Ladies and gentlemen, back in April of 2020, we uh, we did a show, and we did, we, we basically kind of had fun with it. We called it a, a fact or fiction 
April Fool's edition, where we published 10 news stories, five that were true and five that were false. Uh, we're going to come back to that here in just a second. So, Bex, you know what? Um, you're right. Many podcast formats are cutting off at 99 episodes. You're exactly right, by the way, Sobex. I I noticed that because, so Sobex says that you're missing some of your original episodes. I don't know how to fix that, Sobex. Uh, no, Snake Eyes, Sobex is absolutely right. I noticed it myself because I went back, and for those of you who may not have noticed, or maybe you did, especially in apps like Apple, iTunes, because it downloaded all of them, um, I went through and remarked all of our uh, previously locked gold episodes and made them completely free. I posted them publicly. Um, Now, Sobex, Podbean, you say, which I don't like, has all of them. Podbean will have all of them because they're actually our hoster. So they're going to show all of them. (laughs) Okay. Uh, El Chipo says, I watch on Google Podcast. We're on Amazon Music as well. Thank you, Absher. Uh, They're everywhere. Podbean is our hoster, so they're going to have all of them. But I will look and see if there's any way to get more episodes listed with iTunes, but there may not be. Uh, Also, our website. uh, Well, Stevens Aaron says Apple Podcasts have them all, but not on my phone. Like the iTunes all right, and maybe there's a different app. Is there a different app for Apple Podcasts versus iTunes? Because iTunes cuts cuts mine off. All right, now if Apple Podcasts is a different thing, then I might have to check that out. Captain Planet says Apple Podcast is actually a different app, so maybe you guys could check that out. And I'm assuming that Apple Podcast is going to join the iTunes metrics. I'm not exactly sure, but nonetheless, uh, there is ways to get all the episodes. And if you are having trouble, please reach out to either myself or Snake Eyes, and we'll make sure you have a way to get to the earlier episodes. Because as we continue to do the show, apparently some of these episodes are going to fall off, but they do remain available. Um, <clears throat> you guys were mentioning, and before we get into the April Fool's thing, you guys were mentioning here on the chat about the grind that's going on. And of course, we made a quick joke before taking our first break about the number of hostels we got to kill with a faction hunt. And again, listen, I know a lot of people have been really excited about this. I know a lot of people have really been missing it. And listen, I don't mind the rewards. I really don't. I just, what a grind fest. And on a Sunday where I got to kill 75 swarm on top of that and knowing that it's coming again tomorrow, <laughs> which I know a lot of people are excited about. All right. The, the faction hunt leaderboard, Gregor is 48 hours. So we know that we're going to get another faction hunt tomorrow. Then on top of that, some of you guys got military supremacy. And again, marrying the events is great. Okay, I'm glad you guys are going to get paid buku bucks for participating in this event. I'm really glad. For those of us who have to grind hundreds and hundreds of hostels, and listen, I know, for those of you who are doing supremacy, you're going to have to do that too. 500 of them. Man, I just... I don't know, Gregor. I feel like I'm out. I feel like I'm out. Hey, DJ. Hey, chick. DJ, I have some very sage words for you, my dear. Yeah, please, share. Choose your event. You don't have to do them all. Yeah, you're, you know you're, what? You're daggone you know straight. What, I was thinking exactly the same you're thing. You're daggone right, folks. You're <laughs> no, daggone right. Yeah, I am so glad that the, that the advice handed out on this show has been driven home into the listening audience. I am so glad that you are using your words or my words against me. I'm so happy about that. Okay? I am. I'm very and, – and by the way. I, I said even before the break, I may not get to all of it. I may not do it. 
All right, choose your events. That's exactly daggone right, Chick. You're my hero. You are my hero, Trucking Chick. Thank you. All right, and I'm glad that that messages like that are are hitting home. All right, to players because it's absolutely true. Choose your events. Choose your events. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't. Okay. Uh, I listen. I would love to. I really would. I just I just don't. I don't know about the time. I don't know about the time. Golly. Such, now I have a favor to ask. So much again. time. Yeah. What? Can you find out what it is that people need to do to get military supremacy? You know what? I've been trying I to had find it one time. I've been trying to find I've the answer to that. I've been trying to find the answer to that since December of eighteen. No lie. That's when the first well, you're, mil- you know, you're. I'm telling you, I have begged, I have pleaded with every contact I have. You know, that is that is like, that is, if, I feel like, Gregor, it's like my swan song. Like, if they ever did tell me that, like, I would be over and done with. It's like the thing that they're going to tell me on my way out the door. Like, hey, you know, like, we know this has been bugging you for four years. Just so you know, all right, it was this. You know, and then they slam the door in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, can you picture that scenario in your head? I've been trying to solve this equation for 13 months. All right. No, not December. 18. I thought it was December it was 19. Something about December 19. Sorry, December of 19. All right, not 18. December of 19. 13 months. I've been trying to solve this problem. All right, and I cannot solve it. And by the way, I will. I will even tell you this. All right. I believe that my theory of about 33 and down, I believe that it has altered as well. Snipes, you say 34 plus is a mystery and it always has been. It always has been. 34 plus has always been a mystery, but even the 33 and downs, like I feel like they've altered that query a little bit. I feel like that query is not what Rev and I thought it was back in like February of, of this year. I feel like it's modified. It's changed. And Scopely takes great deals of, uh, of pleasure in tormenting me with this information. They will not, will not give it to me. And I have tried. I have begged. I have pleaded. I have tried to bribe. I cannot get the information. Can't get it. I've tried, Gregor. Are there any new theories floating around out there? Or, or mine and Rev's... Uh, mine and Rev's uh, theory still holding the closest yeah see Prater has gotten it at 38 I've never I haven't honest to God I haven't had it since I built my enterprise back at 34 I haven't had it ever since can't do it I've never gotten it speaking of uh when I had no epics ladies and gentlemen let's get into the second part of our show and get ready to uh end here this evening ladies and gentlemen I take you back in time I take you back to the date April 1st 2020 where on this show, on this show, we revealed 10 stories, five truths, five facts. The community has changed since then. Players have come and gone. Community managers and friends of the show have come and gone. You'll hear De OG Gala in these playback clips, hanging out on the show, having a great old time like we were best old buddies. All right. You'll hear the Battalion in these clips. Man, I miss him. He's by the way, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks, but last time I talked to him, he was doing well. All right. Um, there are some familiar voices as well. Gregor opens his big mouth a couple of times. 
Um, your face. Your, your face. Ladies and gentlemen, we promised a recap show from April 1st of 2020, and here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the April Fool's edition of Fact or Fiction. Here we go. Hosted by Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> Not really. Tonight, your challenge is to separate what is true from what is false. Five stories, some real, some fake. Can you judge which are fact and which are fiction? To find out, you must enter a world of both truth and deception. A world that is beyond belief. Tonight, you will be asked to perceive which of our stories are real and which are illusion. Be careful how you look at each story. Yay, Make sure Riker. we're not covering up some vital information. For what seems to be pulsating with lies may just be truth with a spin on it. It could be. Thank you, Commander Riker, Captain Riker, Admiral Riker, whatever you are these days in the Star Trek universe. Uh, and there was the show open. Yes, as we go through. Yeah, I'm just going to let you listen to the whole thing. Now, you know what? I probably did myself a disservice because I let you guys, I reminded you guys to go back and listen, and a lot of you did. And so then Stevens Aaron takes uh, the wind out of my sail for the entire second part of this episode by typing all the stories so you guys don't even have to listen to them. Uh, but now I do want to play them back. I do want to play them back because, Gregor, I'd like to discuss a few of these with you guys all right so let's play our very first one here gregor and um and then you know some of these are pretty self-explanatory others are iffy and uh so let's talk about some of them that uh that deserve a little bit of conversation here was story number one all right here's your first story with the launch of board modas comes a complete overhaul to the Armada system as free-to-play players finally get access to dozens of Armadas daily. All right. That's your first news headline. That was the very first one. With the launch of Armadas come complete overhaul of Armadas as free-to-play access get... Uh, free to play get access to dozens of armadas daily gregor uh did this story end up being fake news or real i i kind of i kind of feel like this one ended up being true um and and obviously there's some debate about that dozens of armadas daily i mean i guess because there's so many kinds of armadas you can do a day now let me tell you Uh, something dude i gotta say you sounded so much younger there what happened? I, You know, here's the difference tonight. Tonight, it's late. Okay. I'm tired. I've got a little bit more uh-huh. baritone to my voice. I probably have a different voice processor now, too. Remember, in April, I was out in the garage. So when I came in here, I had to redo all the all the stuff. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, no, listen. So <laughs> so Borgmatas, uh, as a matter of fact, Borgmatas hadn't hit yet. All right. So Borgmatas were coming. But Borgmatas didn't end up being a thing, all right? Not a permanent thing, anyway. But during those events, we did do a lot of those Borg, uh, Borgmatas, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember how many it were, uh, how many there were. But even now, okay, even right now, uh, with Mudmatas, man, those directives are being handed out crazy. Now, I, I know that the story said Armadas, but <clears throat> to, to play on a twist, it didn't say what kind. Okay, didn't say what kind, and so the argument could be, and by the way, all right, now I know not everybody in my alliance is is payers, and not everybody's free to play, but we run, Gregor, I mean, our alliance runs 
dozens of these a day. I don't think that's a stretch. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, are you guys running? Uh, that sounds about right. Dozens and dozens a day, for sure. I mean, Boaz. Between the whole alliance, yeah. Yeah, Zach says running muds uh, by the dozen. <clears throat> Boaz says maybe not a dozen, but, you know, definitely, sw- you know, from what we were used to. Let's go back and talk about what we were used to then. At that time, we were picking up 15 uncommons a day. Like, okay? We were picking up 15 uncommon directives a day. All right? That's all we were getting. Sobek says, I'm free to play. And I say that story was true. All right? So, you know, yeah, fact or fiction, clincher is the wording of dozens or even the type of armada. But, uh, yeah, Sobex is saying... Dirty Bird Bill says, I say we probably do two dozen a day on average. Snake Eyes is talking about ISO armadas and anomaly armadas or mud armadas. And, and, and Fat Man says, and the use of the words access to was also part of it because your team is getting a bunch of these directives. So I'm going to, I'm going to, in the interest of time, we're going to cut the, the conversation a little bit short here. Gregor, um, I, I'm going to give it a grade of true. All right, that's my opinion. Uh, Ripper, do you think true or false? Do you think it ended up manifesting properly? I oh. wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Ripper's falling asleep. Ripper, it's okay, man. It's, uh, <laughs> let's see, it's 3.15 in the morning, and you have to get up at 6 o'clock for work. Ripper has to go back to work tomorrow for I'm the not, first day. I'm not getting up at 6. Oh, I thought you said you had to get up at 6. Rick, Ripper has to go to work tomorrow for the first time in like three weeks. So he's, listen, tomorrow's going to be a very bad day for him. Like, Gregor, you know what you and I feel like, you know, a day after vacation. That's that's Ripper's day tomorrow. Yeah, Ripper's going to have a bad day tomorrow. Um, all right, so Ripper's falling asleep. Gregor, uh, fact or fiction, buddy? Uh, fact. Fact. There you go. Okay, story number one. And by the way, Gregor's guess on this was uh, that it was true. Okay, Gregor, Gregor guess. He was the only one that filled out a scorecard. All right, story number two. Let's see what's, uh, let's see what's in here. Harry Mudd. And his band of outlaws released with a shocking surprise officer, John Harrison, returns to the game to join Harry Mudd. All right. Uh, Mudd and his crew. Now, remember, this was April Fool's. This was during the Borg arcs, okay? So outlaw arc had not yet presented itself. We had, of course, seen hints at Mudd. As a matter of fact, I believe Mudd 1.0 was available, I think, in May. Um, you know what? Actually, Gregor, I take that back. None of the MUDs were in the game. You know why we discussed this story? is because of the officer leak at Scopely's New Year's party. Remember that? <laughs> that's why That's why this story, I think, made it in there. And, of course, a lot of us thought that that could very well be true. The kicker on this story, the kicker on this story was the return of John Harrison. John Harrison. And while technically Harrison, as a matter of fact, I don't remember who it was. If you guys listen back to the original episode, somebody said, I bet it won't be at the same time as the Mud Officers because you space Mud Officers out. It might have been Karkin or Skippy or one of them. But uh, they said it's probably going to happen. All right. But maybe not all at the same time. Well, even though Harrison didn't come back into the game to join Mud. We did, in fact, get Harrison back. We got all of the Muds. We got in the Mud storyline there a lot of you know you join up with them in the storyline so absolutely and harrison technically is con so even though the you know the con versus the outlaws thing but the key word to that story was the return of john harrison and uh and again 
for it to be, you know, three, six, or nine months in the future. I kind of have to feel like Scopely gave us a, a truth bomb on that one as well. The return of John Harrison, which we all thought was never going to happen. We all thought was never going to happen. Truck and Chick says, but the key word was with the muds. You know, here's the thing. The, the reason I may potentially argue with you, I, I, know, I know play on words. John Harrison did not come back to join the muds. However, <clears throat> During, you got to remember when this was. This was before the Outlaw arc. We had no storyline. We were still in Borg. We had no storyline. And Khan and the Muds did work together in the storyline. So for that reason, I'm going to give this story a true. All right, I'm going to give the story a true. Not only because Khan did work with the Muds, but we also, more importantly, got the return of John Harrison in the game boaz says i'm actually going to give this one a false sliver surfer is giving it a false as well uh and that's okay i'm cool with that all right if you give it a if you give it a false we'll see because i was telling gregor excuse me it sounds like i'm losing my voice um before the show i was telling gregor i believe that there actually ended up being more than five five truths here uh gregor uh your score fact or fiction story number two fact fact there you go. Because we were told Harrison would not come back, if you remember. <clears throat> well, we have been told Harrison wasn't coming back. I mean, that, that happened many times. Many times. Harrison not returning. Harrison is gone. He's shelved forever. All right? And he did make it back into the game. And I think that was the bigger part of that story, right? It was just simply that the officer was coming back. Uh, number three. Story number three. Go ahead, Mr. Computer. Story number three. Story number three. To help bolster the economy. Scopely announces five times rewards on token redemption as simultaneous token rewards are cut by 60%. All right. Um, that one didn't happen. All right. That was definitely, that was definitely a fake story. Uh, token redemption <clears throat> never came. We did, uh, if you listen to the original episode, somebody even pointed out that that was kind of my wish list. I do remember talking about this, Gregor. I'm pretty sure that I may have even talked about this on a previous episode. It was definitely a story I made up, um, and it was one where I was kind of hoping maybe that we could try to push Scopely in that direction. It didn't end up panning out, but uh, what we had uh, hypothesized, uh, hypothesized was that Scopely was going to give us an injection of raw, and the easiest way to do that was to take the tokens and and uh, get people to redeem them by uh, offering five times the rewards. If you redeemed a one million token, you got five million, and uh, that's what we had kind of hoped would happen. Now, I will say this: even though, even though I'm going to give the story a false rating, I will say this: I do believe Gregor, and, and maybe Scopely heard this. And maybe it's not been 60%, but I do feel like there's been an adjustment in raw versus token payout over the last six months. What do you think about that? Way more. I mean, look at the battle pass. There's a lot of raw in there and mm-hmm. a lot of raw in the event payouts. Yeah. Just so hunt. Our groundhog hostile hunt days were heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, so again, I, I will on the story itself, I'm going to give it uh, fiction. I'm going to give it a fiction rating. However, go ahead. Sorry, whoever that is, your mic quality is really, really bad. Go ahead. 
Depends on your definition. As said, it we do get much more raw than we used to, and fewer tokens. Then that is true. Hey, Skip, but the key like, part of that story was the five times. Yeah, hey, we up, don't Skip? turn in our tokens now for five times the amount. We don't. That's we don't. And and like Harrison was the takeaway in the last one. I think that was probably the takeaway in this one. I am going to give it a rating of fiction. Gregor, your rating on this story? Fake. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got to definitely we got a false story there. But I will say this. It, it you know, even if it was it was a made up story and, and you guys know we got the five stories that were true from Scopely, the five stories that were false. I made up. All right. So the fact uh, listen, the plan all along, I'm sure, was for Scopely to adjust the economy. I wish they would do it faster than what they're doing. But we have seen, despite the fact that we never got the token redemption. All right. There has been a tremendous amount of raw that has been reintroduced and significantly less tokens. All right. Um, you guys are saying the same thing. Karkin says they've definitely lowered tokens versus raw. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Scaly says we're getting a lot more raw, less tokens. Kind of true. Boaz, even Boaz argued with me on the Harrison one. And he says this one was true. A lot more uh, raw versus tokens. Uh, so, yeah, you know, listen, I, I like you're saying it's my fault i think it's a good thing i think it's a very good thing listen some tokens you remember what we said about tokens tokens were never meant to be a hoarded source for upgrades or 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 supply okay tokens were meant to pick you up after a bad day by the way shout out boko on server 15 sir i'll tell you this real quick story gregor i know i told you snake eyes i think i even maybe told you but i didn't say anything on a show because it happened new year's eve you guys remember i was with you on new year's eve eve i was with you on new year's eve eve then on new year's eve i decided i was gonna stay up late and raid the partiers Mm. that's what happened i decided that i was gonna stay up late and that i was going to go out and raid everybody who forgot the shield because they were partying and got too drunk. Except, uh, Truck and Chick says, I did that too. I got 450 million steel that night. Fat Man says, I did that too. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, except I didn't get to the part where I stayed up to raid people. I passed out at about 9 o'clock and got uh, raided of 1.2 billion resources. Boko? Don't say I never did nothing for you, okay? $1.2 billion. All right. Uh, there you go. Story, story number four. Let's get to it. Okay, uh, story number four. Oh, this is good. PVPers getting a huge new event, oh, allowing man. alliances to capture entire systems as their own in an event called Territories, similar to Capture the Flag. Oh, well, damn. Uh, do we even really need to talk about this one very much there, Mr. Gregor? I would say that one was a huge, huge true story. As a matter of fact, uh, as a matter of fact, I captured a small, just here's a little clip of Gregor's reaction. Gregor was like a school child when we played this story. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's got to be true. 100% <laughs> true. Why do you? Why do That's you, 110% I, Because true. I want it to be true. That's why. <laughs> so. Gregor was a giddy schoolgirl uh, on this uh, on this one right here. Territory capture ended up being true. Uh, and, and Gregor never had any doubt, did you, buddy? 
Never. Never yeah, had any. I absolutely agreed with younger DJ. <laughs> you agreed with younger DJ. Yes, six months younger DJ. Uh, there you go. That one ended up being very true. Okay, I don't think there's any disputing it. That one was fact. All right, uh, Gregor, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you have no dispute to that, correct? That was, that was a fact story. Yeah. All right, story number five. Let's get to it. Uh, story number five. As Star Trek Fleet Command continues its success, Scopely acquires licensing to introduce new officers and ships into the game, including, <laughs> but not limited to, Picard, Seven of Nine, Benjamin Sisko, and the Starship Voyager. Oh my God! Yes, that's true. Also, <laughs> you are now at you're now at five trues. You're you're now at nope. five trues, Gregor. Voyager's a little far off for the timeline we're working with. I'll tell you the problem I have with it is you just mentioned no, it's three not. completely different series. Yes, I did. You mentioned three, Bring it on. three different licensing. No, nope, I, I did work, indeed. I did indeed. Space. Dominate, dom, Dominion space. Let's have all of we it. We already have everything. Mirror events, people. Mirror events. Oh man, listen to the voices in that clip. We had we had Misty. We had the Battalion. We had Rev Deuce. All right. Uh, very very nice. I want to go back. I want to play this again from from the beginning. Not the whole thing. Just the beginning. All right. Uh, story number five. As Star Trek Fleet Command continues its success, Scopely acquires licensing to introduce new officers and ships into the game, including but not limited to. There's the keyword, including but not nine. limited to. I'm going to turn the volume down. That that's my that's my safe word right there. Okay. <laughs> That's, like, come th- on. Th- hey, listen. You could have at least put one real thing in there. Okay, li- this was in April of 2020. I think I did pretty damn good, Jake. I think I did a pretty Shut damn up. good job, okay? My God, I can't believe you're arguing with me on this one. I think... Is that not the very statement <laughs> they used I'm when they released the licensing I'm... deal? Like, it sounds so familiar. I'm just saying... <laughs> You could have said discovery. You could have said I did it. You know, Listen, you're acting like you're acting like I ago. knew. Okay, you're acting like I knew. Listen, rem- if you listen to the original show, which you said uh, you, you did. This thing by saying that Panic wrote these for you. <clears throat> no, 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 no. I said Panic approved them. I said if if you go back and listen to the original show, what I said was Panic glimpsed me the development schedule. Okay, go back and listen to it again. All right, because I listened to it. Yeah. Also, Panic <laughs> let me look at the calendar. I wrote the stories. All right, then Panic had to approve them. All right, but yes, I didn't see all the officers that were coming into the game. What I saw, okay, was the the, the acquisition. Okay, what I saw was the plans, not the acquisition itself, but what I saw were the plans at other properties. So, so by the way, Gregor. And Snake Eyes, do you remember when we were talking about the past, present, and future announcement when we were trying to determine how rushed we thought this was? How we were trying to determine if we felt like it had just happened or if it had been in the works. All right. Now, anybody who knows anything about major corporate contracts know that nothing is rushed. Okay, Nothing is rushed. All right. But there was a lot of speculation in the community, Gregor that this was a quick turnaround, that it had just happened, right? As a matter of fact, there was even something going on with the events right at that time that made people for some reason believe that they had nothing planned and then all of a sudden we got this license and now we're going to jam out content related to the new license. Do you remember that? I do. (laughs) I remember it too. 
I remember it too. For for some reason, people thought that 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 the day they made this announcement was like the day that the lawyers went in and signed their contracts. Uh, excuse me, my throat is killing me. Uh, Sack says I remember that day. Yeah, Snake Eyes. That that's it. Uh, he he he's saying it right here. Oh, they must have bought that stuff because of Eve Echoes. <laughs> you remember that was it was right around the time of the Eve launch. All right, they must have done that because of Eve. All right. Guys, I'm here to tell you, back in April, I mean, it might not have been done, but they were talking about it, all right? They were talking about it in April because it was on the calendar. All right, uh, Gregor, despite the naming of officers like uh, like Seven of Nine and Picard and Benjamin Sisko and the Voyager specifically not making it into the game, the beef of the story, in my personal opinion, is the acquisition of the Star Trek library. Fact or fiction, my friend? Fact. Fact. Because it was outside of the Kelvin timeline. Fact. There you go. All right. Chick says they agree. That one uh, was correct. Okay. Uh, Captain Bull says, well, when the quality of your content makes it seem like you did it the night before it was due. (sighs) Thank you, buddy. Warm my heart. Story number six. Story number six, ladies and gents. Augment space receives huge overhauls as over 200 new nodes are added, including six extra nodes in Yarda. There you go. This one, again, guys, you got to remember where we were. It feels like it has been ages since April. Like when you listen to this show and you, if you, I'm telling you, if you go back and actually listen to this show, the things that we discuss, Gregor, are so different than what they are today. They're so different. Okay, like that show, that show that I listened to tonight, you know, we're talking, we're talking about tokens and resources and, and, uh, the Tribble, the Tribble was, was like, that was the day it was released. We had the Tribble event that day. And we're talking about the officer acquisition of the Tribble. Um, Yarda still only had three nodes. We were still slowly mining. And when I say slowly mining, you could drain 50,000 data in approximately six minutes if you had a maxed Botany Bay. There were only three nodes, and on most servers, on most servers, at least one of those nodes were broken. That's where we were time-wise. Story number six. Uh, I think that gets a fact from me. Gregor? Factoid. Factoid. All right, there you go. Uh, Snake Eyes says by the time by the at the time of this airing, two of the nodes were broken. They they did. Battle Droid says they also added new paths for Yarda. Uh, it was big. It was uh it was a it was an overhaul. Listen, it might not have been what we wanted story wise, but golly, we did get a lot of changes in augment. All right. By the way, I count that we are up to one, two, three, four truths, and that's if you ignore the second story. Uh, what was the second story? Stevens, Aaron, give Harrison. me the, the Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, if you, I see, I voted that one to be true. But even if you counted Stevens, Aaron, we can't be four truths and a lie. That was story number six. Okay, but even if you count the Harrison story as false, which I personally do not, but if you count it as false, that's four truths and two lies. I personally am counting it as true. That would be five truths and one lie. Story number seven. Story number seven says. Scopely adjusts economy of scale, allowing G4 ships 
to peruse the universe, as well as offering <laughs> G3 Epics for free through a reasonable grind. Scopely, scopely adjust economy of scale, allowing G4 ships to peruse the galaxy, as well as offering G3 Epics for free through a reasonable grind. You guys. That is the biggest BS I've ever heard. <laughs> Mr. Big says it's true. Okay. All right. So, listen, this, this story kind of has two pieces, right, Gregor? Because, listen, the Epics, I'm going to argue... We have free to play epics on our on my server. Okay, we several, do several. There yeah. are free to play epics now. The economy of scale for the G four players. You know, listen. Obviously, obviously, it hasn't been as pronounced as we wanted, right, Gregor? It hasn't been as significant as what we have always asked for. But, but, I'm going to cap on a couple of things. We've had the introduction of two research trees, of which include three different researches on repair cost. We have a tremendous number of free G3 epics flying around on servers. That it cannot be contested. And we also do see, despite their cost, at least on my server, I do see G4 ships flying around every day single day okay now i gregor is there a day that goes by that you don't fly a g4 ship i always fly g4s okay anybody else g4 in our chat or anybody else g4 in our voice anybody who has a g4 ship do you do you intentionally not fly it because you can't afford it okay raxnar does say that he says my g4 is collecting dust Okay, Infinite Key says, yes, I am not flying my G4s, okay? I use my Jelly all the time. But G- Jelly is a G4. The Jelly is a G4, yes. I- I'm talking more about, because isn't the Jelly repair cost like a third of the faction ships? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, not counting the Jelly, not counting the Jelly, um, and that's probably, of course, at that time, you know, we didn't really differentiate between the two, but people also, I mean, Gregor, when did you get your say your uh kelvin or your pylum because I, I i remember the jelly being around but i don't remember when you built the kelvin january okay okay and when did you do you remember when you built the pylum maybe oh god that was only like a few months ago okay all right um so yeah nc says really the jelly can count a four million repair versus 120 million on the valdor um no and i'm listen by the way by the way i'm not trying to win this one on technicalities that that's kind of why i wanted to split it tequila i know that that scopely hasn't done enough on the g4 but they have done a little they have done a little we've got three researches for repair cost there have been me more g4s flying okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna back off that point but they are still redonkulously expensive to fly and given the state of steel uh, for those levels, I'm going to say that the state of the economy hasn't really been adjusted. Okay, I'm not going to go that route. Uh, but, but I am going to say, yeah, Raxnor says drops in a bucket. It is a start. Okay, it has improved. But I will say this: the state of G3 epics in the game now. I do believe that that one that one could very easily be true. So this one is kind of a split decision, Gregor. I'm going to let you vote first: fact or fiction. 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 
mainly because of the of the repair cost, right? I I yeah. think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go fiction as well. I'm going to wow, Truckin' Chick says that's a that's a true one. Boaz says it's true. See, that's because you guys don't fly G4 ships. <laughs> All right. Um, but your, your statement didn't clarify that they would always constantly fly. It's that they would fly the galaxy. And, and you didn't clarify warships either. would be free for a reasonable grind. That's which, true. And and again, you know, listen, I, I mean, I, you know, hey. You can even say that was a hint of discovery with G4 ships being able to fly the galaxy. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. That didn't. That wasn't on purpose. Sorry. Like, I appreciate you guys giving me credit for that genius. That was not the intent of that story. Uh, <laughs> Day Trade says fake news, but it is better. Um, and Captain, I used the G four miner to get to deep space. Yeah, that's true. And before I had the jelly. Are you guys? Are you guys actually arguing that this is a true story? I mean, I'll write true. Yes. Okay. Well, my. I would not okay get to deep that. space without G4 Meyer at that time. <laughs> okay. All right. Story number eight. We got to wrap up here. Story number eight. All right. Story number eight. Server versus server is here, allowing an alliance to transport to a neutral third-party server for alliance versus alliance battles with your friends across servers. Absolutely. I wish. Hmm. Zero oh, cool says fake news. When we Technical nightmare. Merges were coming to everyone. Molly Weasley says yeah, I mean, fake news. Even, Sorry, go ahead. They can't even fix officers. They can't even fix officers. How are they going <laughs> to sit there and be able to move whole servers to be able to fight? Yeah. Ah, it's not moving. Think about it. If they actually Wait, have another server where you can warp over to to battle, that, so yeah, that's pretty get, smart. After merges, they'll have a bunch of empty servers. You can do whatever you want with. Mm. Exactly. That sounds. That sounds. That sounds plausible. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, there you go. Uh, server v. Server. We have had the leaderboards, Gregor, but as far as transporting to neutral ground and duking it out with other players from other servers, that did not end up being true. I don't want to spend a great deal of time uh, on this one, but I am going to call this one a fictional story. Although, again, we are seeing progress on this front, are we not? All right, the server, the cross-server leaderboards... Um, you know, they have done some additional cross-server type scoring things. And we've had, what, three or four of those events now? Hell, Wham Wham has won one or two of those things, you know? So uh, we've seen it. And then, of course, they did the uh, the server merges. They did, I think, three server mergers last year that did, uh, that did the server versus server. So, uh, listen, obviously it's weak. And, Gregor, I'll go first on this one. I deem this one fiction. Uh, I assume, yes, Gregor is also saying uh, fake news. All right. However, I will say this. I will say this. Regarding the story, it didn't come to fruition like we thought. But, again, they have made a couple of moves in that direction with the cross-server leaderboards. And, and listen, who knows? We're revisiting this story today. 2021 is a whole new year. It's a whole new year that something like that could happen. As a matter of fact, Scaly says now we're really getting into debatable territory. I don't think so on this one, Scaly, just because this part of the story mentioned transporting or moving to neutral ground, moving to a neutral server to to literally engage with players from other servers, and that has not been able to happen. However, however, um, you know, some things have taken steps in the right direction, and maybe we are closer to that than we think. Maybe. Maybe this coming, uh, maybe this coming April, we'll be able to give a similar story, Gregor, 
by the way, the reception to this has been really, really good. I'm going to try to do it again. I don't know if Panic will play, but we'll try. Story number nine. Story number nine says, A new faction is introduced with new officers, new missions, new milestones, and surprise, it's not the Borg. All right. Uh, there you go. New officers, a new faction, rather. So, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. If you go into the game technically technically if you go into the game even though this is not exactly not exactly what i had in mind okay but technically uh it was true the rogue faction uh ended up coming in it had its own missions it had its own points and its new materials that one uh, i believe ended up being true for me Uh, gregor i'm going to deem it fact and uh, faction uh there you go inspection you said it didn't it wasn't what you were thinking what faction were you thinking i so rogue for me rogue for me like all through canon me personally i don't see rogue being a faction to me a faction was almost like a race okay so cardassians borg species a472 a lot of the stuff that we had originally mentioned in the original show i felt it would be an actual species empire so to speak, okay? It could it could have been the Dominion, for example. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Rogue to me was not a species. It was not its own civilization in canon. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. you know, yes. Well, Captain Bull says like Tholian's Trill or Breen. Okay, fine, but they haven't. That's not a faction either. They exist in territories, but we're not doing. Sh- we're not doing crap with them. I almost cussed. Okay, we're not doing nothing with that. Literally nothing. And it's not a faction. Technically, Discovery added the uh, aliens. That's a new faction. The Terran Empire. What are you talking about? Yeah, but there's no. Those fact. are all new ships. They're all new alien yeah, factions. No, I mean you met you met the letter of the law with the outlaw, or the letter of the statement with the outlaws. So. Yeah, I know, I know, I did. I just it, it just was not that was the rogue. The rogue store, the rogue faction was not, you know, that was not, I guess, what I was hoping for. Listen, I've, I've talked, okay, I like the Stella, I like the, the outlaw research tree. I did not like the, 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 you know, the event or the arc or anything. I'm just saying, like, to me, in the faction store, I would have seen, I would have seen something different, you know. Anyway, but yeah, Snake Eyes says also, you know, anyway, you know, yet. Yet, all right. Uh, last one, story number ten. Story number ten. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> it's awesome. My God. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm not gonna edit that out. That was that was raw reaction, dude. Mm. Yeah. No. Number nine. Sorry, Scaly. You missed out because I got interrupted by my naked wife. All right. Story number ten, and your last story on our April Fool's edition. Story number ten says, "Mirror, mirror returns." Finally picking up where it left off, offering new missions, a new officer, and the ability to change servers to truly play out mirror, mirror gameplay. All right. So, you know what? They had me all the way up to the very last line. All the way up to the very last line. We have seen the return of Mirror, Mirror. We have seen new officers from Mirror, Mirror. We've seen the story come back alive but we have not yet seen the opportunity to change servers unfortunately story number 10 has to be fiction for me it has to be fiction and it's not a continuation of the mirror mirror quest line that's a repeat of it right mm, no no i don't think it's a repeat 
No, definitely not a repeat. You got new officers. I mean, you got a new new stories. All right, just like the ISS Jelly crossed over, the Discovery crossed over, Captain Killy crossed over. No, okay. the Mirror Mirror missions in the event store. They were just a repeat. That wasn't a continuation. No, I'm not. There was no quest past. I'm not the talking mirror, about those part. missions. I'm not talking about those missions. Well, okay, so I, I'm referring to Mirror Mirror not as the you know the mission name Mirror Mirror. I'm talking about Mirror. Come on, guys. The Mirror Universe, okay? The Terran Empire. That's where they came from, all right? And, and that part was true. Yeah, look Huh? Lorca, Captain Killy. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Empire. Thank you, Scaly. That's what I'm saying, all right? I agree, all right? So that, that I guess in my mind, Mirror, Mirror, and even when I wrote that story, Mirror, Mirror was not... You know, I, I wasn't saying that the mission was going to get an extension. I'm saying like that that whole mirror universe storyline is what we were going to get. And again, that story, man, was so close to being true, with the exception of uh, with the exception of the mirror mirror server part of it, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, that last part uh, that last part didn't do it. Didn't do it. Uh, so for me, it's going to have to be uh, fiction, Gregor. It's a fact. That that's fiction. It's, I was almost ready to hit the bell. All right. All right. There you go. Oh, who's killing my ships right now? Really? <laughs> I just happened to pop into the game literally because I, I looked over on my phone and I had seven notifications. I'm like, holy crap, I'm being raided again. Uh, but I'm not. All right. Let me throw a shield just to be safe. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there is. That wraps up your April Fool's. Uh, your April Fool's show. And let's count them up. All right. Even if we counted... The Harrison story. What was number two? Somebody help me again. I keep forgetting. That was the Harrison story, right? If you count yeah. that one as false, then you had one, two, three, four, five, six true stories. And that's even if you count the Harrison one as false, which I counted as, as true. That would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven truths and only three lies. Okay? So if, if you don't count, if you count the Harrison story as false, then we still only got uh, four false stories. I'll tell you what, man, Gregor, do you think do you think that this entire thing was was kind of laid out uh, by Scopely? Because again, you know, Panic Panic had some say. I wrote most of this stuff. Panic had some say. He influenced. All right. Do you think that at the time it could have been five truths? Now five you lies? see where they're getting your ideas. Their ideas. Well, I was just going to say that. I only want to spend like a minute on this. Do you think, do you think that at the time it was five truths and five lies? Do you think Scopely took the ideas that we came up with here in the community and maybe possibly tried to play one or two of these out? Yeah, I think it's possible. That's, that's kind of cool. Sure. Man. Why not? Yay! We're going to do it. Yay! All right. I now they're even releasing like dev roadmap, so I don't know if you could do another one of these. Yeah, you know, if Panic does another roadmap this month, this is going to severely hamper my game unless they will get even more detailed with me. I mean, the roadmap is very generic. I mean, very general. Maybe they'll give me a detail. Maybe they'll give me a specific officer that's coming into the game. I don't know. Maybe we can try to nail it down and get a little bit more detailed. You know, coming up. I don't know. 
We'll try. We'll see what we can come up with, Gregor. In the meantime, that wraps up your April Fool's recap. We have to take a very, very quick break here. And when we return, we have a quick and simple game, Snake Eyes. So hopefully two hours and 30 minutes is still something we can live with. All right, we're going to take a very quick break. When we return, we've got a quick giveaway. Very quick, because we're back to just the simple games. The prize closet is here. Folks, deal or no deal is coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. And this is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Scrudential Insurance. Pay our exorbitant monthly premiums and we'll mail you a piece of rock. Christmas is over, but the struggle is just beginning for retail workers who've gone crazy from hearing All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. If you're on the brink of a breakdown, pick up the phone and call the Mariah Carey post-Christmas hotline. I just worked a double at Target. They played Mariah so many times, I felt like I was a target of a vicious mind experiment. You were, sir. It's called Christmas marketing, and nobody is safe. The Mariah Carey Post-Christmas Hotline counsels 10,000 troubled employees each year so they don't end up facing the music. Hey, I'm a cashier at Macy's, and I heard this song 400 times today. All I want is a break. I get it, man. I almost punched a baby. Happy songs shouldn't lead to sad days. So pick up the phone and call the Mariah Carey post-Christmas hotline, where relief is music to your ears. is yeeting 2020 straight out get out of here (laughs) okay yeah that's good thank you thank you luda thank you luda uh move 2020 move 2020 get on out of here uh your mics are potted back up welcome back to the show my name is ultimate djs would like to welcome you back in to the uh, Talking Trek podcast, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, where we are running up on our time. Very, very quickly, your mics are potted back up. I would like to open the floor for questions just for about three or four minutes, and then we'll play our game and get ready to get out of here uh, because 
we do have our normal prize closet back up, uh, Truck and Chick. We are back to just something simple, all right? Yeah, I, you know, listen, I enjoyed Family Feud. I really, really did. I enjoyed it, but uh, we'll never repeat that. We'll never repeat that. Thank you, Fat Man. Hey, PSA, very quickly, for those of you hanging out in the Discord right now, spend your event store currency. The event store ends in 22 hours. 22 hours. Spend your Terran currency. All right, make sure you do so. By the time this podcast airs, the store will likely be closed. Actually, that's not true. 22 hours would put us at like... 8 o'clock Eastern Time tomorrow, and I usually will upload it. So listen, maybe if you listen all the way through and you get to the very end and you're listening to a podcast and you're like, holy crap, I still have 75,000 Terran Empire loot. Well, then maybe, maybe we just saved your rear end, okay? Go in, spend it, okay? Spend the stuff. Also, folks, be sure to check out uh, our Talking Trek merchandise store for the brand spanking new line for Season 2, which we are starting here with this episode. Season 2, Episode 1 of 2021. Uh, We've got some new merchandise in there for Season 2, plus uh, the merchandise for, you know, getting 2020 the hell on out of here, okay? Um, So Commander Taylor still has 770,000 to spend, so you haven't spent on anything yet. See, I spent on everything closed out my store and then we got more with the new year's eve events <laughs> so i uh, i still have like 60 some or 70 some thousand to spend myself uh but yeah make sure you get in there and do that okay please 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 don't let it go to waste uh very quickly any other questions uh wow captain planets too you don't so goodness seven hundred thousand. you haven't bought anything yet either it's time it's time all right don't wait too long it's time to pull the trigger all right get uh, get going all right. Stevens Aaron says, uh, I have 280 left to sit there gathering dust. Yeah, 280 is not enough to spend on anything. Uh, wow. Truck and Chick got down to five. Snake Eyes has 60. That's pretty impressive, guys. Well done. Uh, Captain Planets picked up a tier four Ash. Yes, very good. I uh, I did the same thing. I did mine with Ash. Uh, Ash Tyler. I got my Ash Tyler maxed out. He's tier five. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty excited. Sack says, it didn't the first time we've had this currency. It'll come back again. And. Eh. Fake news, my friend. That is incorrect information. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, we had the same image, but this is technically a different currency and we'll never see it again. That I can promise you. Okay. Uh, There there could be a conversion at some point, but this is Terran loot. Okay. Terran Imperial credits. And we have never used this before. Yes. The mirror sigils use the same icon. They use the same avatar but they were, in fact, different materials and therefore cannot be combined or reused. Okay, crossover tokens. Thank you, Stevens, Aaron. I forgot about it. Crossover tokens. Uh, yeah, different different avatar. All right, anything else? Any other questions? Anything that uh, you need me to answer before we get ready to play our game and get ready to hook on out of here? Hey, is our bot working, by the way? Is the so bot where do you think we go on next, DJ? What's that now? We've had a prediction show. What do you predict we're going to do next? What do I predict? Oh, that's no secret. I think we're getting the original series next. We've got we've got all kinds of original series frames, uh, uh, avatars. We've got a Kirk thing. You know, we had a Kirk event, a William Shatner Kirk event. Um, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, so you really think Toss is coming? Story next? Uh, no, no, Toss is not ever coming into the game uh, <laughs> because Toss doesn't exist. However, uh, William Shatner and the original series, all right, I do believe are coming into the TOS. game. TOS. 
Uh, TOS is acceptable. I will accept TOS. Uh, Scopely has another, another Kirk, another Spock. Well, oh wait, oh wait, there'll be there'll be three Kirks. Yeah, <laughs> there, will, there will be three Kirks. Uh, you have Kirk. Oh, there are. You're giving way too little credit to Scopely. They can get at least seven or eight. <laughs> they could make a lot of Kirks, okay? Um, you know, there, there could be a lot of Kirks. Listen, I, I'm not going to lie, okay? I'm, I am totally, um, in the words of Leonard Nimoy, I'm fascinated about what could come. We haven't talked about this on the air other than what we believe the arc is going to be centered around, which is the original series. But Gregor, let me ask you just just for a moment. We got thirty. We got about forty five seconds. Do you have you given any thought to what you expect the arc to bring? I mean, we we can we can know. Like for example, when we thought Discovery was coming, that was fine. But we didn't know what Discovery was coming content wise. Uh, and then we see, you know, territory capture, which again, wasn't really related to discovery, but the sarcophagus was. So what do you expect content wise regarding the original series? You know, I really have no idea because I have never really watched the original series. That was too far before my time. So, okay. All right. I, I, I will say this. So for those of you who completed the bonus missions, all right, and for those Gorn. for those of, for those of you true trekkies who can place an entire episode with one single quote, then you, I believe, and and by the way, I have no information from Scopely on this. I am agreeing with you guys. I am agreeing with you guys that based off the final line of text from the bonus mission. The final line of text is such a unique quote, it has not ever been used anywhere else in the original series. And because of that very specific intentional quote, then I do agree with the theory builders out there, the theory crafters who are suggesting that the doomsday machine is going to have something to do with this arc. And uh, I do not disagree. I actually agree with you. And I haven't seen anything. So uh, Scopely can't yell at me. I've seen nothing. All right. But um, the final quote, and I don't know if anybody took a picture of it. I really wish somebody had. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody did. But the final line was a quote from William Shatner's Kirk that says, Gentlemen, I suggest you beam me aboard. That line has only been used one time in all of Star Trek history. And it was used on the Doomsday episode right as Kirk was getting ready to take his buddy's ship. I don't even remember. I don't remember the ship. All right? I don't remember the ship. I don't remember the captain. What was the captain that, that he brought over, that he saved? Okay? Uh, he mentioned that the fourth planet was Decker. Thank you. The USS Constellation and Captain Decker. And uh, by the way, someone even in the chat uh, put this up. If you guys do want to get super, super nerdy about it, okay, uh, you can go back. Oh, goodness, I thought I saw that. Somebody, all right, nobody was as nerdy as I thought they were, so I'm going to do it for you. Doomsday episode, Star Trek, Doomsday Machine. All right, here you go. This was season two, episode six. All right, go back and watch it. All right, it was a standalone episode. It was a standalone episode just like just like a con was. And then they turned the con episode into a whole movie. 
All right. This episode was actually one of the top 10 original series episodes uh, when they when they when they ranked like their top 25 episodes. I remember watching like a, a big countdown. This was one of the best episodes they, uh, episodes that they ever made. The Doomsday Machine, Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, go back and watch. And, and Snake Eyes says, what was number one? I believe Land of Tomorrow. or Land, the, It was the one where B- Bones went back in time and Kirk fell in love with Judith. All right, that was number one on that City list. City on the Edge of Forever. Thank you, <clears throat> City on... where we met the Guardian for the first time. Yes, that was, at least on the ranking that I saw, that was the, that was the number one episode. Uh, Balance of Terror. So, Balance of Terror was ranked really high. That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was the Mirror Mirror, right? Wasn't that um, no? Balance? Mirror Mirror had its own. It was called Mirror Mirror. So then, what happened? A, a piece of plywood materialized next to him. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is correct. And uh, so, <laughs> without spoilers, uh, and, and again, I mean, guys, it's been out since 1967. I don't know how we could still be preserving spoilers, but nonetheless, the Doomsday Machine is where that quote comes from, and I personally do agree with the theory crafters out there that this is going to be our next arc. Uh, and it will be bigger than the Borg Cube. Well, it will be bigger than the Borg Cube. In the TV series, this was a planet killer. All right, This particular being consumed planets for nutritional sustenance. So um, that's what we plan on seeing. Uh, the, the doomsday machine itself was impenetrable weapons did not affect it. And Kirk found a way to defeat it. Um, anyway, you know, lots of theories out there, but based on that one quote, I agree with you. This is what I think is, uh, this is what I think is coming. All right. Uh, which is, uh, the doomsday machine. Anybody have any other theories that as to what could come or, or is this kind of what we, what we expect? Cause this is, this is what I'm thinking. Nobody. I'm with crazy says, uh, we're going to get doom matas, <laughs> doom matas. Uh, gosh, I hope not, but probably that's probably correct. Probably. Yeah. And then you have to use the, you have to use the original enterprise to blow them up. The original enterprise. You think there's going to be a new event ship? Actually, it oh, wouldn't, yeah. be, it wouldn't be the enterprise. <clears throat> it wouldn't be the enterprise. It would be the consta uh, the constitution, right? Constellation. Constellation, sorry. Constellation. It, it wouldn't be the Enterprise. If it, it, You know what? Whoever said that, whoever said that just jinxed us. If we get yeah, an event Yeah, but how ship, do you not bring the original <laughs> Enterprise into the game if you're going to bring the original Kirk? I mean, the original... Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't... I don't I he doesn't truly, have the Enterprise because he travels to our universe when he's in his... In the mirror thing in his astronaut suit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, so if, if I'm a betting man, if I'm a betting man, I mean, a lot of you guys are saying you want the, the original NCC-1701 in, in this arc. I don't know uh, if that would happen or not, but but if I was a betting man, I would probably assume that the Constellation is going to come out. The Constellation is going to be the ship that has a damage bonus against the Doomsday Armada machine. And uh, the constellation ends up being a Franklin-style ship. All right, that's I mean, if, <laughs> that's what I think. All right, I know I I say boo as well. To be honest with you, Battle Droid. I mean, listen, if I'm being if I'm being straight up honest with you, that's exactly what I expect. All right, I hope 
I hope that I'm proven wrong. You say take it back. I'm not giving them ideas. I hope that uh, that I'm wrong. I swear to God, I hope I'm wrong. All right. I hope it's more creative than that. But <clears throat> it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Uh, listen. Let me let me just put it this way. You say that we know Scopely's listening, and I know Scopely's listening. Let me just put it this way. All right. If the USS Constellation comes out and it's got a damage bonus like the Bedar or a damage bonus like the Franklin against Doomsday Hostiles or Doomsday Armadas, we're going to be really disappointed. Because, yep. the, the, because the Doomsday Machine was, was an incredible episode. A great piece of Star Trek lore. Please get creative with it. Please be creative. I beg you to be creative. All right? Please be creative. Um, that's what I got. And we've gone over on time. We ready to play a game? Let's do it. Yes, guys. Season two episode. Uh, I already forgot what I tell you. Season two, episode six. If you want to go and watch it. All right. Season two, episode six. That is the doomsday machine. And gosh, I might, I might even watch it tonight. I'm really excited. I am excited about the original series. I am excited about the new arc. I'm excited about new officers and new in the game. I just I just want it. I want it to be really new and not recycled. That's what I want. <clears throat> yeah, Constellation. I know I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Constellation is the ship. It was Constitution class. I, I got that wrong. I apologize. Thank you, Mac. All right. Uh, it is time to play a game. Do you want to play a game? All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire up the bot. And we're going to come into this chat room right here. And we're going to say, <laughs> Scaly, you're hilarious. He says, G7. G7. Okay. Um, here we go. Contest and pick. One player tonight gets a chance to play for something out of our prize closet. All right. It's a very simple, very random game. All right, we've got him. He is here, Officer Wyman. Welcome into the show. You're playing in voice today, correct? Hello. 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 He was just here. Thank uh, you. There he is. Welcome. Welcome into the show. Appreciate you being here. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You've got an opportunity to play tonight, and uh, this is a little game. It's a very simple little game we call Deal or No Deal, okay? I got 20 prize chests in the closet, all right? 20 chests in the closet. You get to pick one, but its contents stay a secret, all right? I am also going to pick one, and I'm going to tell you what's in it, and that's what we're going to play with for the purposes of the game. Then we're going to play a game. It's a real simple game. It's a this or that kind of game. Today, we're going to play Steakhouse or Gay Bar. I'm going to read you the name of a business. You just tell me if it's a steakhouse or if it's actually a gay bar. And if you, uh, however many you get right is how many or how much of a percentage of your prize that you actually get to keep. So, for example, if you get two of them right, then you get 40% of your prize. All right. But at the end, I'm going to make you an offer to buy back your chest and you decide what you want to do. Do you understand the rules of the game? Thank you. All right. Keep your thumb on that push to talk button, buddy. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, the game is deal or no deal. And let me find where my button is. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, let's play the game. All right. Officer Wyman. Please choose a number between 1 and 20. That will be your chest. Its contents stay secret. What do you got? 17. Chest number 17 is yours. All right. 
I just randomly generated a number, and I'm going to upload it into the Discord right now so you guys can see. Uh, do it for my phone. There we go. All right. My random number generator chose chest number 10. Chest number 10 is what we're going to play with. 17 is yours. All right. Very good. Now, I'm going to give you the names of five businesses. You just tell me if you think that they are a uh, strip club or a daycare. I'm sorry, no, steakhouse or gay bar. <laughs> I've got a few of these. Steakhouse or a gay bar, and you're going to win a portion of your prize. Now, what you're playing with, the contents of chest number 10 contain 5,000 charged nanoprobes. 5,000 charged nanoprobes. So that's what you're playing for. Either that or you can sell them off at the end for the contents of your chest, which you have no idea what it is. All right. Here we go. 5,000 charged nanoprobes basically means 1,000 charged nanoprobes for each correct answer. Steakhouse or gay bar, you got three seconds to answer. Don't Google. Here we go, Officer Wyman. You ready? Ready. All right. The first one is the Golden Steer, Forest Park, Illinois. Golden Steer. Is that a steakhouse or a gay bar? <laughs> gay bar. All right. He says it's a gay bar. Ladies and gentlemen, he's actually wrong. That one is a steakhouse. a steakhouse. That's a steakhouse. How about this one? How about the Timber Lodge? Timber Lodge, Owatonna, Minnesota. You say it's a steakhouse. You got that one correct. Very good. It's a steakhouse. How about Maestro City Hall, Scottsdale, Arizona. Maestro City Hall, steakhouse or gay bar? Gay bar. Uh, wrong. That is that is a steakhouse. That's a steakhouse. Here, how about this one? The Las Vegas Eagle, Las Vegas, Nevada. The Las Vegas Eagle, steakhouse or gay bar? Steakhouse. Uh, no, that's gay bar. <laughs> I obviously don't get out enough. You're, yeah, we're, we're, that's right. You need to go to more gay bars, sir. All right, here, uh, last one. Steakhouse or gay bar for 40% of your prize. The Silver Fox, Long Beach, California. The Silver Fox. Steakhouse or gay bar? Gay bar. Uh, you got that one correct. Very good. That's 40% of your prize. Very nice. Good job. All right. So here's what this means. All right, hang on. We're not. We're not done here yet. We're not done here yet. Hold on. We, we got a deal to make. We got a deal to make, Officer Wyman. You're holding chest number 17. Chest number 17, its contents remain a secret. I'm going to offer you. I'm going to offer you 2,000. 2,000 charged nanoprobes to buy back your case number 17. If you decide to keep your case, then you only get to keep 60% of the contents of your case. What would you like to do? Um, let's go with 17. You're going to keep 17. 60% of chest number 17. What did he walk away with? 60% of chest 17. You know what? Me personally, I feel like you came out ahead on this one, buddy. Congratulations to you. We're going to hook you up with 300,000 ship xp 300,000 ship xp and actually you know what in the days of stella in the days of ships costing more all right i think that's good 300,000 ship that's xp great. i think that's a good one right there what's your ops level and what server are you from uh i'll have to check on my server but i'm ops level just went to 28 ops level 28 holy smokes 300,000 ship xp is going to be pretty daggone huge for you man that's yeah. that's good. Um, right. I really appreciate what you do for the uh, community. You make this game fun, so thank you for 
for all that you do. I know how much effort it is. It's it's a huge amount of effort, and um, just wanted to express appreciation personally for me, and I, I'm sure many others feel the same way for you and your whole, whole career. We really appreciate you all. Oh, you're the best! Thank you so much. You know what? You get eighty percent. That's right, Snake Eyes. We're gonna we're gonna butter him up. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you, Officer Wyman. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to the show because I don't recognize your name, so you must be relatively new to the show. Either that or you're new to the Discord. Maybe you've been listening in podcasts, but either way, welcome to the live studio. Thank you so very much and uh, glad that you had a chance to play and had a lot of fun. Nick Burns says maybe we should uh, maybe we should uh, increase the prize so everybody will suck up every time that they win. Maybe that's what we should do. That could be that could be our segment, Snake Eyes, for everyone just to stroke our egos, right, <laughs> and make us all feel nice and great. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, thank you very much. Appreciate uh, those kind words. That was very 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 nice of you. And folks, that's going to do it for the show today. Uh, if I uh, if I missed anything, you guys uh, pick it up real quick. Anything? Anybody got anything? Your wife has not come out naked and scared you yet. My wife did not come out naked, and it's after 10 o'clock. She's passed out. She's she's drooling on herself in the bed right now. She ain't coming outside. All right. Yeah, no, <laughs> not happening tonight, unfortunately. Maybe next April Fool's. All right, perhaps so. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much for being here. That's going to do it for tonight. Guys, don't forget to visit our uh, visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.online, TalkingTrekSTFC.online. Okay, there is a whole host of links. By the way, by the way, guys, I can't believe that I didn't know about this, and so I want to say thank you. I think it was to Lube who actually pointed this out, that our Amazon shopping link did not actually work outside of the United States. I didn't know that. So I appreciate everybody who has used the Amazon link in the United States, but now we have added a new link. Snake Eyes, is that on our website yet? It was Captain Planets. Okay, well, yes, it's on the website, folks. If you go look at our website, we have added a European link. All right, so Amazon now has a European link, and it's available on our website. It's like right directly below uh, the YouTube link. So we got the Amazon link near the top, and now we have the Amazon UK link. It's at the bottom of the list. So now the international players also have a chance to shop through Amazon using your normal everyday goodies, getting your normal everyday stuff, and now being able to support the show that way. Thank you so very much. Bernard says, can you get a Canadian link? By God, yes, we can. Now that we know how to do it. <laughs> all right. Now that we know how to do it, I will get any links that you guys need. All right. Through Amazon shopping. So, guys, be sure to check that out. That's available at TalkingTrekSTFC.online, where you can also go and find links to our YouTube channel. Guys, go and watch the Curon video. It may not help you today, but it may help you educate your team. All right. And there are things that you need to know, and there's some very cool testing. Not to mention, I want all the metrics. So go watch it 25 times. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Also, on our website, you're going to see a link to our patron program. And I'd like to say thank you to those gold sponsors right now who have decided on a monthly basis to share their financial support with Talking Trek at a level of $5 a month. And those gold patrons are Gregor, Scott, Venkman, and I, Beglin, Big Country, Doom, Hang, Chuck Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, Steven Zarin, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, Haya, Bombed You, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jayberg, Morgul, DJ Gur, Red Two, and Honey, Just Skippy, Aceus, Dunk, Bojack, 
Ape, Crush, Jonathan Ingram, Jason, Tabby Moza, Regis McRock, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, Doc31, Morpheus, Fartasia, Nick Burns, Cam Coulter, NC Jetski, Wingnut, J Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCX, and Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names Rock, Leonidas, Alfino, Raxnar, Striker, V Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indie Dandy, Quack Foo, Mr. Fusion, Callus, Kingo, Nostromo, Silent Stabber, Commander Taylor, Damodarks, Blue Mandalorian, Moxavian, Infinite Key, Maztec, The Professor, Chronic Break, The Egger, Spock the Avenger, and Medic. Thank you for being gold patrons of Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host. We'll see you next time. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye. We'll be right back.